Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom. Shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And we are large and in charge down here in the basement having a good old time watching this Thursday night football thriller, or at least the last couple minutes of it. <laughs> we had to set up for the podcast after all, so we were losing track in that game. But man, what a finish. Holy moly, Raiders. Good gracious. Yeah, let's do it, man. You get some wild thing for that game. God bless. Congratulations for that win. Only D-Stat was the one smart enough to pick the Raiders in our pick'em pool. <laughs> Good job, D-Stat. Don't pat yourself on the back so hard that you, you know, have like an injury or anything. But uh, good on you. Anyway, let's get everybody in on this piece, man, because at least one of the games tonight gave us some drama because that, that damn Dodgers-Cubs game, you know, the NFL had to make up for that. Sorry, sorry, Cubs fans. Y'all, <laughs> sorry, y'all. That's a you won last year. You're good. I saw somebody with a shirt that said, there's always last year. And I'm like, <laughs> that's perfect. That's you, you know, you can't be so salty, right? Because you got, you got that chip last year. That was a, lot, was a great, great way to celebrate. And for all the stuff that went on, you made it to, you know, you made it to the NLCS. So you can't, you can't hate but so much, right? Uh, but uh, congrats to the Dodgers. Good job, y'all. Um, that. <laughs> I mean, but God bless, man. I thought the Cubs would have a little bit more fight in them, a little bit more fight in them, but those are the breaks. Anyway, let's go ahead and get everybody up in this piece. And since he was, uh, you know, since he was enjoying it pre-podcast, we're going to go ahead and bring it old, the Twitter Terminator, some Coolio, man, some Gangsta's Paradise. What up, bro? Gangsta's Paradise, man. Love it, man. Yeah, throwbacks. Brings, brings me back. Loving that stuff. Yeah, man. This is prime time mid nineties goodness right here. Dude, man, that was the ending to that Raiders Chiefs game was just ridiculous. Dude, are they still throwing flags? Is are they still? You know, the Detroit Lions say, "Hey, can we have one of those untimed downs, man? <laughs> <laughs> can we have one of those, like for real?" That's like when you're in the backyard and you drop the pass, and you're like, oh, no, there's nope, a flag nope, on the play. Yeah, and you yeah, drop it again. Over, oh, there's another over. flag. Yeah, look at that. Who knew there's a flag on the play? What are you going to do? <laughs> that was that was a really insane sequence of events. I, again, kudos to the Raiders for that. I don't. I, I wasn't tracking how many flags and penalties and untimed downs there were, but there were a lot. There was a lot of stuff at the end of one game. So that made for a super dramatic you know, TNT doesn't do drama that well. That was pretty, da- you know what I'm saying? That was pretty damn impressive. So for all the people that didn't, that didn't start Alex Smith or David Carr in your fantasy leagues, ha ha. David Carr? Oh, that's whatever. <laughs> David Carr, Derek Carr, you know, one of the cars. You know what I meant. Anyway, that's our- who was playing a music, some music a second ago. Who did that? That would be Whitfield, I would imagine. Fail. Fail out of the gate, fail anyway. All right, yeah, well, you heard him chattering, so I guess we need to get old D set in here, man. Heck yeah, you got to uh, enjoy your belated honeymoon, so I'm glad that you had fun with that, sir. So I'm oh, sure you, I'm sure you have some excellent woos and maybe some stories too to drop as you, uh, you know, bounce back to reality, back to work, and back to the normal grind, man. You ready to hit your cue? Absolutely. All right, here you go, brother. And uh, I like how the Giants sent you off proper with that, by the way. They did. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Three brew and fun. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I think Orleans Dark will approve that last woo, man. That was pretty good. 
That was pretty good. Good job. Good job. Uh, by the way, uh, it, I'm glad to hear that you you guys really enjoyed your honeymoon. I mean, it's when did you get married? I feel like it's been a, like a year. I know it. Ha- I mean, it's I don't, coming up. I mean, right? Sun, sun, Sunday will be one year. Look at that. Look at that. So congratulations, man. It's like you you got like a you know you got to celebrate your your nuptials for like a whole year and then take your trip. That's pretty good. Exactly. Exactly. Not bad, not bad. So hopefully you uh, you, know, you enjoyed some good food. I know that you did, and uh, yeah, had some good beverages. I think you did a little bit with the uh, dogfish head, and you even brought some spirits back to the district. Yes, yes, sir. You'll have to go ahead. Wonderful. Oh yeah, no, dude, I just uh, yeah, dogfish head. Anybody lives uh, lives in Maryland or near in De- near Delaware, uh, Milton, Delaware, go go check out the dogfish head brewery. That was uh, amazing. It's fascinating. And yeah, who knew they did spirits? And stuff is fantastic. Well, that's good. Are there are there spirits as wild and weird and wonky as some of their beers? A, a, little, a little bit. So we got a we uh, what we brought back. We brought back this uh, like bottle like Moscow Mule essentially, or bottle. They just call it yeah. something Mule. Um, but uh, just poured over ice. It's delicious. Um, got I, this uh, barrel honey rum that really honestly tastes more like a bourbon, um, but it's outstanding. And then this uh, prohibition cocktail that's uh some rum bourbon and apple brandy and just poured over ice huh. unbelievably good oh that's man, that does that's, sound good well, it's ne- outstanding next time you come to the river city friend you might have to bring <laughs> some <laughs> supplies absolutely absolutely and I, I i was asking them if they're uh you know how they're trying to distribute it. i think they're trying trying to you know spread it around so you know keep your eyes peeled will do man will do all right, man, and I, I tell you what, man, the, the freaking 49ers, man, they about gave me a heart attack. So let's go ahead and get old Giggity Giles up in here. Freaking C.J. Beathard, man, who knew? Grandson of grandson of former Redskins GM Bobby Beathard almost rolling up in there and knocking them out, man. That was bananas. But uh, Randy, you have a quarterback controversy, right? <laughs> Uh, no. As far as I'm concerned, and as far as Kyle Shanahan is concerned, Beathard is the starting quarterback from here on out. I thought, I but, thought he you know, looked decent, man. I thought he looked decent. Not bad for his first game. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm, I'm showing up here to take my lumps, you know, unlike Cam Newton, who didn't show up for media day today. Oh, I'm yeah. Here to... Wait, I, and, and then it felt like investigating why he skipped out in the press conference or something. I don't know. That's stupid. Just show up for your presser, dude. Come on. Come on! I think that. Arnold has a comment for that. <laughs> Arnold has lots of comments, but first and foremost, <coughs> you deserve that, man. Show up for your presser, bro. Come on! Stop it! You <laughs> son of a bitch! I'm a cop, you idiot! You lack discipline. That one works. <laughs> you idiot! That's probably that's probably what you were looking for. <laughs> you must be very proud of yourself. I was trying to tell him to stop being something, but oh yeah. well. Do it now. Stop being such a pussy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> what? What I mean, the fuck did I do wrong? <laughs> I mean, it's in your contract. You're the star player. You're you, supposed you, to be available at all times during got, the week, you, during the bro, season. You got to go. Get paid the big dollars. You yeah. need to show up. You got. You got to do your presser, man. You got to do your presser. So, uh, anywho, but no, that that was uh that was a really compelling game, and uh, I didn't make the connection with Beathard until they were talking about it, I, and I guess it's just one of those things I didn't pay any attention to him in college. It was Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't pay any attention to him in college. You know who probably knew that was E. Yep. Uh, but, uh, no, I, th- I thought he showed up pretty well yeah, to, to just kind of come in. I mean, Hoyer was not having a good game. 
Hoyer was not having a good game. So the, Hoyer wasn't having a good year. No. Um, <laughs> but, well, but he, had, he had the one big game. But I mean, Beathard yeah. came in as, I mean, you know, because you know, my wife, you know, her, her family legacy is all Iowa. So, I mean, we, we definitely knew about Beathard, too. So I, I had forgotten that he was on San Fran. Um, yeah. But, you know, as soon as he came in, I was like, oh, Beathard. Cool. He was his first couple of throws. He was definitely, you know, you could tell he was a little anxious. They were yeah. all going, going a little high. But once he once he got in the flow of things, I mean, really, really posed. Yeah, uh, posed, poised, um, poised. As, he was uh, posed in, in the pocket <laughs> with his poise. Posed in the pocket. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, I was very impressed. Yeah. No, I, I think that certainly, given the way the season is, you, you got to, you, you might as well go young. You know what I mean? Go young um, and figure out what you have in some of the guys. So. Uh, why not? You know, why not? Uh, Hoyer hasn't done enough to – I mean, he's a stopgap guy anyway. He's a veteran you bring in. Maybe you get a couple games, and, uh, you know, he can probably help you run your scout team and, and get your other guy ready. And that's one of the things with a, with a good, you know, backup quarterback, which Hoyer realistically is, he helps your starter get ready. And to have a guy like Bethard who's very young, who knows how that's going to pan out. This is a really interesting – we have some really fascinating young, young quarterbacks, everybody except Cleveland, because y'all can't get it right. Everybody, <laughs> y'all can't get it right. <laughs> Had a chance to get Deshaun Watson. Had a chance to get a lot of people. Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. a lot of people, man. But hey, but hey, they they sure did have fun with Johnny Manziel when they picked that dude. <laughs> so look at the bright side. Cleveland gonna Cleveland, buddy. But uh, I mean, you know, Brown's gonna Brown. <laughs> Brown. Yeah, and Hogan's benched again, and the, and Deshaun Kaiser's gonna start again. So yeah, it's like, well, really? Hogan's benched because of, of, of what he has bruised ribs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I, th- I think I saw um, a blurb that it was like when Hogan started, it was the Browns' twenty eighth starting quarterback since nineteen ninety nine. But it, maybe it's the 29th, 28th, 29th, But it's the most in the NFL. And, you know, when, when you can't figure out who your quarterback is, you tend to struggle quite a bit, and you, you tend to have a lot of bad years, which they have. Uh, they've struggled. They've had a lot of bad years. And, you know, I'm not anti-Cleveland, um, old-school franchise. It would be nice to see them actually figure it out at some point, but I don't know that this is the year that they've accomplished that. But uh, at the same token, you know, you get kind of skewed a little bit when you're looking at this and you, there's so many young quarterbacks that have done well. And I mean, who knows what Kaiser's is going to turn into it. It's really too early to know. It's just, not, it's not happening yet. So at the rate Cleveland's going, they're going to blow that thing up again and reboot it. So is that the right decision? I don't know, man. It depends what your expectations were coming into the year, but on the bright side, at least they have lots of draft picks. So you, this is true. You have that going for you. Woo. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like the Philly 76ers. <laughs> yeah. Lots of draft picks. It's yeah. time to actually start winning now. Yeah. All right. I and I guess. Stu- I may be stupid. I still kind of like Kaiser if he can get some 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 training. But that's the problem. I don't know who's going to really, you know, show him the ropes. Um, and uh, so they've got some talented, talented young receivers. They do. But that, that's not enough for a full team. No. No. You know that. Again, I think sometimes you, you just, you know, you, you look at some of the young guys. I mean, Wentz had success early. Watson has obviously been pretty fantastic early. You know, and there's plenty of examples of that. And then there's other guys that just, they need some more seasoning. You know what I mean? They need some more seasoning before you're going to have a, an idea of what they are. And you hate to see if it's a situation where he gets pummeled, loses his confidence, and then the coaching staff changes and all kinds of shenanigans go on and maybe he never quite gets his, you know, career kind of going. Uh, that would be a shame, but you know, Cleveland, that's on y'all. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, and speaking of quarterbacks, there's no way we can bring in old Whitfield, obviously without referencing the Aaron Rodgers injury. And I think Eminem knows rock bottom, 
And I think with Rogers going out, you do too. Don't give me star. <laughs> I know, I know. You want you want to rail against uh, Anthony Barr. I know you do. Late. Well, I mean, what can I say? Three seconds after the ball was out, he still hit him. Dirty hit. Three seconds? I don't know about that. Three seconds. That was bang bang play. That wasn't three seconds. That was a pretty bang bang play. Is that a bang bang reference already? I mean, it was. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Look, man. You know, I mean, I like the Packers too, buddy, but. Like you were so salty, man. You were so salty, and I get it, man. I, I think it it's sucks. Tough. It it's sucks. So tough. It's a big. It's a loss for the Packers. They're not going to be the same team. It's a loss for the league, and you already have several star players going down. I mean, JJ Watt getting hurt, Beckham you know, hurt and done for the year, and and then you're seeing like injuries in the NBA. Gordon Hayward, um, Lynn, you know, and it's just one of those things, man. With sports, it, there's just there's injuries that you just can't control for. Um, was it, did he have some extra pepper on that hit, taking him into the, down to the ground? Yeah, he did. Um, but oh, when, yeah. when I watched it, I didn't think that, I didn't think that Rogers was going to have like, you know, break his collarbone. It didn't look like that kind of hit to me. It's more fluky freaky. Yeah. He had some extra pepper on it, uh, you know, taking him down. Sure. I, I buy that. Um, but it's, I don't think it was three seconds after he threw the ball. I don't, I don't know if I'm going that. That would have been flagged if that was yeah, the case. I, I don't know if I'm going that far, buddy. But, I mean, either way you slice it, you know, I mean, it's a fair point to be bent because it sucks. It sucks. And, uh, you know, they're going to they need to take Eli out. Really? Unlike the 2013 broken collarbone, this is his throwing arm. So uh-huh. he's going to be out a lot longer than yeah. seven weeks. Well, I think he had I surgery. Mean, I Go ahead. I don't, I don't think. We we don't know what Hundley is. Hundley could come in and be Dax from last year. We really don't know. Well, the team's that, not. I, that's going to be tough because I they don't have the same kind of running game and offensive line. They got some nice skill position players. Um, but look, look Hundley uh, so far in his career, and he hasn't played a lot. 174 passing yards, one touchdown, and four picks. So, you know, it, it's a lot to ask of him. He's, this is his third year in Green Bay, right? Yeah. So, and McCarthy obviously has some confidence in him, at least coming in to produce and run in the system. But Aaron Rodgers was special. And you can argue, you can nitpick about who the greatest quarterback, best quarterback, blah, 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 blah. But when you're talking about current quarterbacks and the upper tier of the league, you're going to talk about Brady. You're going to talk about Rodgers. Some people will talk about Roethlisberger. You know, you've got certain guys that are always in that conversation, right? Rodgers is and always Rogers a, is, he's always in that Brady conversation. Rogers. Yeah, he's always and in that conversation. And everybody else. And yeah. you, know, you think about what he did at the end of the Cowboys game when he broke off on that on that run down the sideline, and then some of the throws he makes. You know, you can't replace all of that. You might have a guy that can come in and run your system, but there are certain intangibles and certain clutch moments and big throws and a feel for the game. Rodgers is is on a different level. If you want to fault Green Bay for not being able to to put enough pieces around him. That's fair commentary, but Rodgers is is what we like to refer to on the brew as an elevator. He elevates his team. He elevates the offense. He he does. That's that's what he is. He is a true absolute franchise quarterback. Um you can fault him for only having one Super Bowl ring if you want. That's fine. Uh, but they clearly are much better off with him than they are going to be without him. So it hurts them a lot. It opens things up in the NFC quite a bit. Uh, I know it's kind of an uneven year. I mean, really. I mean, look at I mean, Atlanta can't get out of their own damn way. You know, Blew see, another big lead to an AFC East team. Way to go! 
fail, good Falcons job, fail. Good yeah, good, good, I mean, good job, no effort. On that real quick. Say it again. My final thought on that real quick is yeah. there was an opera, I think, last year from Rahama, um, with the Jets mm-hmm. for Wilkerson and a second-round pick for Hundley. And as much help as Green Bay needed on that defensive line, they could have had Wilkerson. And then McCarthy and Thompson still said no. They know something we don't, and they must have a hell of a lot of confidence in him than we do right now, knowing yeah. what we know. I think if you give Hundley the reps with the first team, it's going to help him grow. Of course and, it will. And, and, and look, you got Jordy Cobb and Devontae Adams yeah. as receivers. They're going to help him out. And Jones is, Jones and Montgomery in the backfield. Bennett. They should be able to help him out. Yeah. I mean, and Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, look, keep it simple. But, you know, those guys should be able to help him out. They should be okay. They're not going to be as good, obviously. But, you know, if, if they have that much faith in Hundley, I, I think they will be okay as long as they don't do stupid things. Are they a playoff team? In, in this NFL this year? Yes. They may be. Um, I mean, they're 4-2. and two. I, so. I think the, the, the tough part will be if Minnesota gets Teddy Bridgewater back. If they can beat well, them out for the yeah, division but, crown, but Keenum's been productive, man. Mm-hmm. True, K- Keenum's been productive. So you know, and Teddy Bridgewater. By, by, by the way, Bridgewater's. A, I hope he can actually get back on field this year. That's a phenomenal story. It's yes. great to see him back Cheers. in practice. So uh, we'll, you know, I'm a, I'm a Packers fan, but I will raise a glass to Teddy that, Bridgewater because God bless. Given that man's injury, he does sh- he deserves it for uh, rehab and getting back. Um, so that's that's great to see, and it would be a, a really nice. You know, and, and if the Vikings have had a tough run with quarterbacks too. I mean, obviously Bradford's injuries, um, and Keenum's been a pleasant surprise for them. Of course, they lost Dalvin Cook, so you know, it, it tough sledding. But Keenum's been a, a pleasant surprise. But how great would it be if Bridgewater can at, make it back, get activated, and play? You know, and, and 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 I mean, I think that would be a, a, a that was great. A yeah, I mean, that was awful. That would be a great little story for him. Uh, but we'll see how the season unfolds. I mean, the, the Bears aren't there yet. Um, I would say that the Packers, if they're going to make the playoffs, we don't quite know how this will play out with Hundley. But I would imagine they're going to have to win that division. So it's really Green Bay and Minnesota. Minnesota got that 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 win. So um, we'll see what Hundley has uh, if he's you know if he's legitimate and can be productive and not turn the ball over. They'll be in games. I don't know mm-hmm. how strong their run game is going to be without Rodgers. I don't know how good that defense really is, but we're gonna we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. I think that 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 part's very true. But I, I did like this. And I wanted to play this before we got too far into the podcast. Uh, obviously, you know Kaepernick is seems to be in the news like nonstop these days. Uh, and as soon as Rodgers went down, I wasn't surprised to see PFT uh, Florio. Loves to you know dig on certain social issues, and he he you know PFT threw Kaepernick back out, and is like, you know, one of the things people have to understand is if you have young quarterbacks that are groomed to take over, why are you going to bring a dude in six you know six weeks into the season that doesn't know your offense, doesn't know your system, and go? Should he be on a team? Yes, he should. Should he be in the NFL today? Yes, he should. I don't know how that's going to pan out with this whole collusion case. That that might have have been the tombstone of his career, but. Uh, if we're talking about before that, he deserves to be on a team. I don't. He doesn't deserve to be on every team, and you need to stop making that mistake about him. But I, M- McCarthy's reaction, I thought, was was very distinct, very pointed. Here you go. If you didn't happen to hear it, 
Would you entertain the idea of bringing Colin Kaepernick in to compete for that backup job? Did you just listen to that question I just answered? Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Huntley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be, okay? We're fortunate to have a great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. We're committed to the path that we're on. We need to play better as a football team. And Brett Huntley, he'll be, he'll be starting this week, and Joe Callahan will be the backup. <laughs> Did you listen to that ask question? I like that one, man. I, 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 Dave, McCarthy's awesome. He He's a top three to five coach in the league for me. And, uh, you know, he, he's going to coach those guys up. They'll be fine. You know, it, it's – come on. I, I get the whole Kaepernick thing, but, like, yeah. Green Bay is one of these teams that knows the depth chart very well. They, they don't screw around. You know, they're always one of the top franchises. They're good to go. I mean, if he has confidence in Hundley, then you're going to run with that guy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now, if Hundley goes down, then that's a different conversation. But Correct. It, Correct. Three years in, knows the system. Um, by all accounts, listening to the sports radio this week, people have said, oh, you know, he, he's, he's a super nice guy. He's very team-oriented. Team you know, he's got athleticism. He can move around. He can make some throws. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, most of what people have talked about in reference to Hundley has been positive. That doesn't mean he's going to pan out. That doesn't mean he's going to come in and play well. But it what it does indicate is that the coaching staff and that team have confidence in him to come in and do this job. That Now, the rest of it's up to him. The rest of it's up to him, right, Correct. and that team. Yes. But, I mean, you know, realistically, be be honest. I mean, how when you when you look across the landscape of the NFL, like how many – how many singular players do you go, you know, if, if that person goes down, it's probably going to be skewed a bit towards quarterbacks, to be fair. Um, but who's more important to their team's success than Rodgers? Like, absolute. I mean, that's a short list. Maybe you go Tom Brady, but they have Garoppolo, who has th- shown he can play. I think Rodgers but... is probably number one on that list. I mean, who else do you throw in the I'm... mix? Jeez. I mean, if Breeze goes down, who the hell is going to quarterback New Orleans? Well, they'd be done. That defense is ridiculous right now. Which is crazy. Uh, Stafford, I have no idea who's backing him up. Well. Not, not, I mean, I'm just trying to keep it in division. Yeah, yeah, point, yeah. But, I, mean, um, yeah. I mean, it's a short it's, list. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very short list. So, so. And three years invested in uh, Hundley, you know, I, I think – I think Green Bay is going to be okay. Yeah, we'll, um, it we'll was see. a little rough because he hadn't practiced with the first team at all and all that stuff. But give him the week of preparation to prepare for the team, you know, and just basically tell the defense, "Hey, a little bit more on you guys, a little bit more on the run game." You know, let's help our quarterback yeah. out. I think Green Bay will be okay. McCarthy's a top five coach, so they will be fine. Yeah, I, I would like to think they'll at least be competitive. Yes. Right. They, they should at least be competitive. And again, they've what got. What say you, Whitfield? Who do they have next? Saints. They got the Saints next in Green Bay. Ooh, well. that's a tough. That's a tough ask. See, I don't think that's a tough ask because you know as I well, well as I do, Breeze is not the same quarterback he is. Six takeaways by that defense, three touchdowns last week. Dude, that defense is balling right now. Well, I'm, I'm not talking about Breeze. I'm talking about the defense. Well, that defense sure as hell tried to give that thing away late against the <laughs> against the Lions, dude. But they, they they went chili peppers on us, huh? Yeah, I'm, bro. Give it away, bro. That game was bananas. 
Yeah, I was but looking. That's the, I was looking that's for the, the song of the Lions, though. They're they're a second half team, especially when they're down. That that game damn sure hit the over, didn't it, Mark? <laughs> uh, just just by a smidge. Fifty-two to thirty-eight is what that was, but it's crazy because the Saints were up forty-five to ten with eight minutes to go in the third, and damn near I mean, blew it. Yeah, I mean that thing was absolutely. But and you know, God bless. Let's see if I can find this thing for you real quick. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I know I have this thing somewhere. Ah, uh, boo! I must have moved it around and I lost it. That's a shame. Oh no, here it is. Because Matthew Stafford was looking a little bit gimpy. Bring out the gimp. Bring out the gimp. <laughs> yeah. Bring out the gimp. Nice. There you go. Gimp's asleep. <laughs> Looks like you gotta go wake him up. <laughs> I do like the UK. We haven't broken out a Pulp Fiction reference in forever. So that, that was kind of fun to drop. Yeah, bring out the gimp. Stafford was looking kind of rough, but I tell you what, man, that they, they went bananas up on that on that jobby. And in the fourth quarter, you know, the Saints were up, what, 45-31? And I think they had three pick sixes in that game. It was nuts. Uh, you had one. It was 45-31. Breeze was thrown from his own end zone. And, like, boom, pick six. It was 45-38. And you're like, oh, my God, are the Lions going to pull this off? Right? And then um, Jerome Agnew went to, to field a punt. He totally muffed the damn thing. It was about a little over oh, five minutes ago. And he ended up recovering it, but the Lions are at the one-yard line. And, you know, so then Stafford repays the favorite. He drops back to throw. Saints get their mitts up, tip the ball, and he's thrown out of his own end zone. And, you know, the dude tips it to himself. He's got a pick six in the end zone, like zero return yards. He just tips it up, poof, there it is, right in his hands. Just insane, dude. That was an insane game. Cam Jordan, that's who did it. Who? Cam Jordan. Yeah. He he tipped it and caught it. What a deal, man. Just the tip, baby. Just the tip. Tip, baby. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the tip. That's what so, Mark was saying all week. So I, I don't, yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, all those backdoor covers. <laughs> so we honeymoon, might, baby, honeymoon. We, we might need some tips. Hey, man, just remember, <laughs> liquor in the front, poker in the rear, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that deserves a woo. <laughs> just, woo. <laughs> That's what she was doing. <laughs> oh, D Step, did you did you go <laughs> Inquiring minds wanna know. No, it's it's all it's all good, man. It's all good. It's over under on how many times. <laughs> what? You idiot. Under. <laughs> hey, as long as as long as over as long as none of <laughs> I can one more thing inside of me. <laughs> as long as nothing, as long as long as nothing ended with. Don't chase me, bro. As long as nothing ended with that, we're okay. <laughs> Tell me how my ass tastes. Or that, we don't want to know about that. <laughs> I could not fit one more thing inside of me. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah, you stupidity. Yeah, you stupidity. Um, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know that I'd be so quick to write off the Saints, man. Um, I think they're gonna have yeah. their hands full. They're playing above, you know. I mean, it's it's true. Every, every single season, man, there's always teams that kind of play above above water and above what you think they will. They play up. 
And uh, I know I know the Saints tried to give that game away against the Lions, but uh, that's going to be tough sledding, man. If if Green Bay can win that, that's a quality win. Uh, and and I would certainly be happy. But uh, whew, I think that's a I think that's a significant ask. I think it's it, it, I mean it's certainly an advantage to them to get New Orleans in Green Bay. That's a big plus. Um, although at the rate their fans are trying to sell their sell their tickets and offload their tickets, I don't I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. I, real quick, yeah. Real quick, um, okay. So they got the Saints this week. Looking at their schedule, mm-hmm. I see think they should barely be able to beat the Bears, the Ravens, the Bucks, the Browns, and they'll split with the at the minimal they'll split the um, Minnesota. So that brings them to nine and seven. So you're confident. You're confident of the split. Okay. All right. Well, so some things set up decently if they're competitive. I I don't know. The Bucks are weird. <laughs> they're a weird team. The Ravens, God bless, they're a mess. As long as you don't turn it over against Baltimore, you're okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like that offense just stinks. That, I mean, that's that, and and tackle their kick returners if you would. You know, don't don't let yeah. Bobby Rainey have a freebie bouncing off somebody. Other than the kickoffs. Yeah. Just bizarre. I don't know. I hope I, I hope it pans. Trail. I hope it pans out well. You, you, yeah, the the Bears are weird, man. Side note: I I think Trubisky has a beautiful like throw when he's on the move and he throws yeah. it. That guy has a beautiful throw on the run, man. Yeah. Holy moly! I mean, in the grand scheme, it doesn't mean a whole bunch other than that. That's a, I mean, he throws a, a really pretty ball on the move. Still very early on it, and kudos to him for getting his first career win, man. Kudos to him. But I mean, the Bears, I think, are playing the way they should. I mean, you run Howard a bunch, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm forgetting the backup, but he's such a great change of pace back. Cohen. Oh, Cohen, who's, who I think, I, I, yeah, let me see if I can find it, because I thought this was a hoot as far as Cohen. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Tariq Cohen becomes the shortest player to throw a touchdown pass in 83 years. <laughs> he's 5'6". Yeah. Five, five, D-stat, there is hope for you, buddy. There's hope for you. <laughs> There's hope for you, man. Um, like you got Howard Cohen, and yeah. I mean, it, it, Trubisky's okay, and the defense is pretty good. I mean, I'm not saying they're a playoff team, but they're building correctly. Yeah, they're like a good bad team. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're they're not they're not really good, but they're a pretty competitive bad team. So. Yeah, they, they will fight you to to the end. Yeah, they won't go down easily. Let's see. Here's Cohen is the first first person sending five six or shorter to throw a touchdown pass since Wee Willie Smith did it in 1934. There's your fun factoid. Fun factoid. I guess not. Wow. For some reason, I you know yeah. Sworn that dude had a pass run and uh, catch for a touchdown in the game. Maybe that was LT. Oh, that sounds like an LT thing. Okay. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know how... I don't remember how tall Sproles is. So... He can't be any higher than 5'8", man. I mean, he's 5'8", 5'7", 5'6", in that range. Yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, all right, well, let's button, let's button that stuff up as far as Green Bay. Chicago, yeah. I mean, uh, and that was... It was any win, any win is a good win, but that was an ugly game against the Ravens, dude. That was an ugly game. And they ba- almost gave that stuff away, dude. Too. And Baltimore, man, yeah, that's a rough year for you guys. That's a rough year. I saw like um, Flacco running past the line of scrimmage and then throwing. Can't do that, buddy. <laughs> and then Flacco, like, uh, I think it was a, it was one of the returns, and uh, he well, it was, it was a, he threw a pick. 
and the guy was running it back, and he uh, he dove at the dude, and he took out he took out a guy his own teammate that was going to catch that guy. I was like, there you go. Good, good hey, job, good effort. Good, good job, good effort, buddy. So and when, that's another giveaway <laughs> reference, dude. Like for real, man. And this is going to sound like terrible. This is going to sound terrible. So I apologize in advance, but. Like, as a Redskins fan in, you know, kind of the river, river City, you know, we have all these converted Ravens fans. And, and there are a ton, dude. There's a lot of people that either were former Colts fans that didn't want to be, you know, Indianapolis Colts fans because they were a little salty. Um, or you had Redskins fans that got fed up with Dan Snyder and the team and became Ravens fans. And, of course, they were good. And they won a Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. But it's really funny at this point because some of these converted Ravens fans are now like, Oh man, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, serves you right, sucker. <laughs> Whatever, don't come crying to me, bud. <laughs> I don't want to hear it, you know. But it it kind of ch- it kind of makes me laugh because they're really quiet right now. And for a few years, man, Ravens fans are pretty loud. Not a whole bunch right now. Thank you, Joe Flacco. <laughs> I avoid you like Helen Fantasy, and here's a reminder why. That's right. Yeah, way to earn that. Uh outrageous contract Dude, he's, you got he's never been the same man never been like the, a rainbow. Ne- never been the same and it's crazy because we saving that money well i mean he's got he's got enough money i'm sure he he could blow some of it he still has a ton left over man they paid him a fortune and you can make the argument that the, the team's not as good because of how much contract space he sucked up but it's still amazing to me oh here you go there point, right? the official flacco song used to be the reading rainbow, the flacco rainbow. Now it's more like, yeah, give it away. Um, but what what a turn, man, to think of that 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 probably one of the best postseason runs you'll ever see a quarterback have, like in your entire life. And here we are with this bag of crap. So just weird. Just weird. Uh anyway, let, yeah, let, let, let's shift gears and button up a couple of things. We'll go back to the uh Redskins game and then depending on the time, we'll probably hit the Giants game too, and then we'll uh, roll out of uh, the first segment. <laughs> Redskins Niners, man. I was watching that with Sarah and a uh, little delayed kids. I watched a lot of stuff on DVR. And so I was feeling pretty good about that game. I mean, honestly, I was feeling pretty good about it. And then the third quarter happened. Uh, Cousins rolled out. He hits Vernon Davis. And he got stripped by Ray Ray Armstrong. And Jimmy Ward picks that damn thing up and takes takes off for a 44-yard fumble return. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Vernon Davis's arm is down. His arm is down, dude. Fail. They'll to overturn that on review, and they didn't. Oh, actually, <laughs> uh, they ended up they ended up uh, changing it. You know, so he went out at the one, and then Carlos Hyde got a, the touchdown to tie it up at seventeen apiece. But I was I was legitimate. I don't get really bent on football calls very often. I don't. I got super annoyed at that. I was like, "What the fuck, man? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> his his forearm is down. How did they get that call wrong, dude? I mean, Randy, I'm sure you were happy that it sort of worked out for you on that particular <clears throat> call, but I was su- I was so annoyed. I'm I like, was surprised that <clears throat> I was like, "Oh yeah, he's down." I was I was like, "Okay." Yeah. Not the only uh, WTF call today, by the way. There were a few. There were a few. There were a few in that game. To be fair, anyway. Back to you. Uh, yeah, there, there were there, there were a couple. No, it's okay. Um, Let me interrupt your flow. Hey, at least we didn't have the Panthers whistlegate, so it's all right. Um, so <laughs> in the fourth in the fourth quarter, a little makeup. It's twenty seventeen. Redskins are up. Uh, Cousins hits Vernon Davis for a nice big old fat juicy gain, um, and I felt like uh, you know uh, Davis had a little bit to make up for for that lame-o fumble earlier. 
Uh, again, not his fault, but you know, whatever. Uh, first and goal from the seven. Cousins totally faked out the defense. That was beautiful. Oh, Looks oh, like he's hanging after the running back. It just nope. He keeps it. Runs right in for the touchdown. Gorgeous, it's a, gorgeous uh, yeah, twenty six seventeen lead after missing. A, thanks, missing the extra point. Woohoo! Faked out a uh, Solomon <laughs> Thomas, man. Uh, that was uh, nice. First round draft pick. That was nice. That was that was a pretty play, dude. Uh, and again, I felt pretty good. I felt pretty good. Felt pretty good. I'm like, all right, they're going to put this game away. No big deal. And then old grandson of Bobby Beathard, man, here he goes. He's taking over for Hoyers, doing a pretty good job. And the Skins defense just blows that coverage all to bits. Beathard hits Aldrich Robinson for a 45-yard touchdown to close the 26-24. And I'm just like, seriously, they, y'all? They, seriously? Yeah, they, they missed Josh Norman's leadership on that one. I honestly thought Beathard was going to take off running. Then I was, then yeah. I just saw him that little flick yeah. of the wrist, and I was like, Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that too. I was like, "Oh snap!" No, I I thought he threw some really nice balls in that game. Yeah. And, um, Uh-oh. You, yeah, <laughs> Shannon, you, you're always on top of the balls, buddy. You said <laughs> balls. <laughs> always. <laughs> you're so on top of them that Todd might be jealous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 There you go. Uh, although I guess he's he's still protesting the NFL, so maybe he's not even watching the games. I'm not sure. Oh, he's but, watching. Yeah, <laughs> he's my too. So thank nice. you, Todd, for my Kentucky Pumpkin Barrel L. Nice, nice. Uh, so the anyway, the 49ers end up getting the ball back under with under a minute to go, and uh, Beathard has this nice. He throws to Garcon. It gets tipped. And somehow Pierre Garcon brings that damn thing in, gets a of knee, course. gets a knee down while he's going out of bounds, man. And it, I mean, it was a, it was really was an incredible catch. That was an incredible it, it, catch. It was. And Justin, can I ask you a question? Yeah. How much were you sweating it at that moment? A lot, a lot. I'm, I was really <laughs> glad I didn't have any of those beer me bets on there with Randy. <laughs> I was glad I had none, man. Uh, I, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then, of course, the flip side is is Garcon got that really brutal offensive PI called on him, oh. and then uh, you know Bethard ended up throwing the uh, interception. But it was fourth and twenty, you know, it was That's, fourth and twenty. So you got you got to try to do something on fourth yeah. and twenty. You know, but I, that, I don't hold that against him at all. No. I mean, they're unless you're uh, who was it, Brett Favre against Philly. Yeah, you mean the, 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 yeah. 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 fourth and fourth and twenty six. Yeah. Fourth and twenty six. They freaking can. Uh, who was that? Freddie Mitchell. Was it? Was it? Was it Fred X? Yeah, that yeah, guy was. was. Yeah. Oh, Fred With X. The, I have to thank my hands. That guy. I mean, that, unless you got that combination, yeah, it ain't happening. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it's a big ask. So, I mean, it was a good. It, you know, it's fourth and twenty. We totally get it. It was a good pick. It was a good pick. You know, we can debate the merits of that PI call, but me personally, I kind of felt that that was that at least semi made up for that BS fumble call on Vernon Davis. At least, <laughs> in the, you know what I mean. So, like, if I was a 49ers fan, I would have been livid. As a Redskins fan, I was like, "All right, well, thanks for giving me one back, you jerks." <laughs> so, sort of worked itself out. 49ers, by the way, and this is a hell of a stat: uh, first team in NFL history to lose five straight games by three points or fewer. So not exactly the record you want to have. No, no it's it's not the record you want. 
Um, but we've talked about it before, and, and certainly leading up to the season, I mean, you kind of knew it was going to be a lean year for the 49ers, a rebuilding year, kind of figuring themselves out. And you wanted to see some fight. Well, you know, that team's got some fight in them. Um, so they're close. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're close. And, you know. They got Shanahan for a head coach. Yeah. And the young players, they're going to they're gonna fight their tails off. Mm-hmm. And, Dista, I got to ask you, dude, please tell me you bet that game. Because when I saw Washington minus 11, that that was just 49ers are going to cover that the entire way. Like. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that was. I, I knew Washington would win, but plus, like, minus 11? That's like, too much. Come on, dude. That's too much. They're not going to win by that. that. That is way too many. That team doesn't deserve that kind of a spread. You know what I mean? Especially out of the lineup, like, if Norman was in there, maybe. But no Norman, no, nah, they'll be okay. They'll cover it. They'll lose, but they'll cover. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that, that was. I didn't do a lot of betting while I was on the Honeyman, but that that was uh that was one that I actually was on. That was my only, <clears throat> only early afternoon bet. Um, yeah, just just Redskins. I ex- absolutely expected to win, but they don't deserve to be double digit no. you know, favorites against no. anybody yet. So, no. uh, my my, my was... brother ta- taunted me with the bet, saying like, "Oh, I'm sure you felt so confident." You know, they were down seventeen nothing. I said, uh, "I still felt pretty okay. I knew the Redskins were going to Redskin." Find a way to make it, make, make, make it close. Still expected them to pull it out, even though obviously they made it as close as they could have with some more uh, brilliant you know, clock management recruiting at the end. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Seen that movie before. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Been, been through that one, buddy. Rawr. But it, it, they got the dub. And uh, Kirk Cousins, the by the way, 20th career, 300-plus yard passing game, extending his own personal franchise record. So at least there's that. They'll, they'll try to give you a heart attack, and they'll try to lose, but at least they bagged the win. I don't know about uh, going in the, you know, uh, the, the cause is it Philly on Monday night this week? Uh-huh. Um, that, that's going to be tough, uh, and I, I don't know. I've, I could swear Norman's going to try to go, but I don't, know if that, I don't know if that's a good idea. I, I would set him out. I, I, there's, look, even if you lose again to Philly, you're just trying to get a wild card spot at this point because Philly is just, they're going to be really good. I'd like to believe they can split with them, and I and I, w- I think they'll play them close. I, or I would be surprised if they don't play them close. Could it? Could could the Eagles motorboat them? Yeah, it could totally happen. I mean, this um, one's at Philly, I believe. So yeah, I mean, this is, it is. That, it is. It it's is. It's a tough. It's a tough ask. Yeah, it's a big one, and I I want to say. Let me see if I can find it. I think it's Chris Thompson said that. Uh, he we won't let his family go to that game or something like that. Let me see if I can find that. Hold on. That one made me laugh. But uh, that's a that's a tough place. Yeah, here you go. Nope, nope, that's the wrong that's the wrong story. Although that's about Kirk Cousins, so I guess it's legit too. Uh, Redskins player tells Kirk Cousins to avoid hits because quote that shoulder's worth about two hundred million dollars. <laughs> that was from Trent Williams. So Kirk, <laughs> no need to try to tackle people. <laughs> Don't bother. <laughs> Good tackle. Good hit. Don't Dude, do it. You seen the size of Trent Williams? He he better listen. Williams a big Williams a big boy man. Williams that's a, a big. Yeah, well, here it is. Here it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Chris Thompson. Yep, sure did. He told uh, ESPN 980 that uh, the Eagles have some of the meanest fans in football, and his family won't be in attendance. I love that. I heard that's the one stadium you keep your family from going to. My family will be here this week, and they were like, "I want to come to the Philly game." I said, "Absolutely not. You're gonna have to wait until Dallas comes around because my stepdad, he's a big guy, and if he starts fighting, it'll be a real, it'll be real bad out there." I was told that right <laughs> away my rookie year. Keep your family away. 
Dude, Philly and Oakland. Don't don't let your family go to those games. Don't do it. Don't 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 do it. <laughs> and then I I did reference the uh, Packers ticket prices. It just happens to be in front of me, so I want to go back to this real quick. Let's see. A ticket King in Green Bay, which says retail value, uh, retail ticket value for the upcoming home game has already gone down at least 50%. A lot of people, they're just ah. saying, yeah, they can't make it to the game now. I'm sure there are some people that don't want to go to the game because of what happened, said Travis Loftus, manager at Ticket King in Green Bay. File under no duh. Hey, Whitfield, get your plane ticket and get your ticket, man. Go watch a Green Bay game in Green Bay. Yeah, there you go. Why not? I don't want to see no damn Green Bay game without Hunley. <laughs> I mean, with Hunley back there, crazy. <laughs> oh, that's pretty fantastic, man. Understood, but still, dang, man. Yeah. Tough, 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 that's, tough. That's in Green Bay. I, I mean, know. you could have seen Rodgers here. Could have. Could have. So I know one of these days, uh, we've joked around about it, Matt. Matt, I've had, well, of course, you need to get up there with your pops. But uh, we've talked about trying to do a road trip, and and like there's a few places. Even if I wasn't a fan, there's like a you know there's always stadiums and teams and there's places you want to go to. And I think seeing a football game in Green Bay when it's cold. Look, I don't need a blizzard on me, but at least let it be kind of you know what I'm saying. I like I don't want to early November. November, November. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't need to be sitting by a double pits to chesty shirtless Whitfield in a blizzard. You know what I'm saying? I don't need that. You know, what do you think this is, Buffalo? Yeah, I, I, I don't need him trying to cut some glass with the with those nipples of his out out in the frigid frigid cold. I don't need that. Why you be looking at my nipples? <laughs> I can't help you. Got three, man. It's gonna be hard to avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I totally forgot, Mr. Green. Oh, you man. are a nipple connoisseur. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, man. <laughs> Look, double pitch to Chesty. You go ahead and slow your roll there, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. Like, I would love that. That's a place I would love to see a football game. I, th- I think that would be fun. I think that would be, like, super fantastic. Just, like, I bet, it, I bet that's a great place to tailgate. You don't have Bill's Mafia, you know, fingering dairy hairs and breaking legs on tables, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I've been to games in New York. I've had good good experiences. I've had bad experiences, but only because the game sucked. But I've had good experiences as a fan going to games in New York. Uh, I've had good experiences going to Baltimore. I haven't been to a game in Carolina. Um, but I've been in a few places, but I would love to see a game in Green Bay. Right. Hey, you, had, you, had, you had a great time with me. You got to see, you know, OC's first game back from his uh, year-long injury, getting the you know, fumble return for a touchdown, yeah, and, and great. got to witness a gi- great Giants victory that game. Yay! So. Awesome. But my favorite, my all-time favorite Giants memory of going to a game up there is when the Redskins—I forget what year it was, but I have pictures—and <laughs> they beat the brakes off them. It was fantastic, and so like all the Giants fans were gone, and I went with uh, a friend of ours, and she's a big Giants fan. And uh, like like afterwards, like I ran around the whole stadium. It was empty. I just kept taking pictures. I did like selfies of me with the scoreboard, like behind me in an empty stadium. I loved it. And the secu- the security guards got really annoyed, and they were like, "Can you leave? It's time to go." <laughs> so like they, they had to throw me out of that stadium. But I just I, that was that was like the best game because it was cold. All the Giants fans were miserable. 
you know, I was super happy and we won. It, it was great. Um, but I, I've also been there when it was absolutely abjectly miserable for me as a football fan. But I try to be a good trooper for you guys. Good trooper for you guys. So, anywho, anywho. So, um, I, I still feel decent about the Redskins. It's a shame about they lost somebody. Well, they've lost several people. But oh uh, yeah, Jonathan Allen. So he he's going to IR with a list Frank injury to his foot. Ooh. That that's a pretty big blow. Um, that is. Yeah, oh that, man. Yeah, that that's a shame because he was having a good year, um, and he was obviously a solid contributor. And I think the defense has had has has had a good like you know defensive attitude. I think you know, uh, and they haven't had that a lot in years past. So uh, I'd like to see them <laughs> stop losing people because uh, Norman's important. Obviously, Allen was having a good year. That's a shame. Uh, but I hope they can still maintain some of the intensity, uh, and, and then we'll see. We'll see where the team takes them. Like I said, I think they'll be competitive with Philly. I'd have to give the edge to the Eagles, quite honestly. But um, we'll see. I, that would be great if they can win that game. That would be pretty fantastic. I would. I would certainly take that. No. No complaints. And look, man, if the Giants can go into Denver and beat the Broncos in Denver when everybody's writing them off for dead, and anybody that was like, oh. I might as well take the Broncos in my suicide pool. Ha, ha, ha. If that can happen, if any given Sunday night can happen, then maybe the, maybe the Redskins can go be Philly and Philly, uh, even without those pieces. You never know. Um, to be fair, Mark, let me ask you. How, I don't know if you got actually got to watch that game or you just got to track that game or whatever it was because you had the, the honeymoon thing going on. But how much satisfaction did you take out of the Giants meet grinding out a win over the Broncos. I'm not saying it was pretty, dude. I mean, Eli completed 11 passes. We call that the Blake Bortles effect. He completed in Denver. He completed 11 passes, but they sure as hell won. They were able to run the ball, and they ground that thing out, dude. Um. So I mean, for for I mean, <laughs> for for all our listeners, a great thing about my my, my wonderful wife is she is a sports lover like me. So we 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 caught almost all sports that I would have wanted to while we were there. We nice. certainly watched playoff baseball. We so absolutely, you know, we we wanted this to be a very relaxing honeymoon. So uh, yeah, we caught, caught the entire game and uh, uh, back in our hotel room. And it was fantastic. I mean, I I think that's for me. My mindset is that's um, there's you know such limited. <clears throat> pressure on them right now. Um, there's just, it's just kind of, you know, we, we have absolutely nothing to lose. We, we, we've got, you know, yeah, Roger Lewis is the number one receiver. Um, uh, nothing against the guy, but when that's your top receiver, uh, not much is going to be expecting from your passing game. I, I still, I, I like Evan Ingram. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be behind Eli. Um, but, but that's, that's, you know, not, not a, not an intimidating receiving core. No, but, I think that's you know going with the the mindset of you know we've got nothing to lose, and uh, however they they shuffle their offensive line around, I just I think it it's it's released so much pressure and um, I mean they they dominated that game from from pretty much from start to finish um, and I think for me the, the the my favorite part was absolutely the running game because I mean that's where the Broncos are supposed to shine I I don't don't fear their offense to a uh, whole. A whole lot. I think that right. you know, Simeon was a little overrated from from the you know what he did at the start of the season, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean any any time that you know your team can run on the Broncos like the Giants did, I mean the Broncos you know, run defense, their numbers are just staggering. They had been, um, and they I had th- been. I think Dar- did Darkwa have one run that was 
Like, I think like the Broncos had only be giving up like fifty ish yards a game, and I think Darkway either surpassed that in one run or was real close. He had one. He had a forty seven yard. Yeah, run. I mean, yeah. oh, by the way, the Broncos just since you were talking about their points, um, since they routed Dallas forty two seventeen, the Broncos have averaged fourteen points. Yeah, that right. So yeah. Anyway, keep going. Um. So yeah, I mean, I just you know. You know, it's it's it, it's one week. I'm certainly not getting ahead of myself. Um, I don't think that any Giants fan or hopefully any Giants player is. Uh, but again, it's just 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 stay that loose. I mean, just just you know, you have got nothing to lose. Uh, I'm still you know, it would take a, a miraculous like, you know, basically you know, I don't know, uh, almost perfect you know rest of the season for them to, to actually make the playoffs. Um, but uh, just 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 stay that loose and have fun. And uh, you know who knows what could happen. Um, well, you can't you can't think playoffs right now. You you got to think about just getting the, the win the next week and then you see what yeah, happens. Just just just, just one, one at one at a time, absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. that's all. That's all I really care about. I mean, I just I want to see them play with that kind of you know passion. I mean, they 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 obviously wanted it. They they wanted to prove something, and they they, they did. I mean, I, I, again, I don't know what what got into them. I mean, that's that's not a not an easy place to win a game. No. Uh, there's there's nothing nothing about them really made sense on paper, but that's why it's the NFL. Uh, I did like I did like a, a couple of lines that kind of that kind of was a little bit of a hoot. Uh, number one, kudos to um, McAdoo for giving up play calling duties. Obviously, there were stories yes. that maybe he got forced. What look, however it played out, I, it, it clearly was the right decision uh, for him to relinquish play calling duties. And Sullivan did a good job, and the team did a good job executing. And some of that, you you know, the Broncos clearly didn't play a particularly good game, but you have to give the Giants credit for their defensive effort. Um, you know, they got, I think it was a pretty short period of time, uh, and, and they got a touchdown, I want to say to Ingram, and then they got Simeon threw a pick. to uh, was it, it was Janoris Jenkins, wasn't it? Um, yes. And picked that off and ran that back. Traded I mean, it was, it, touch, yeah, yeah, ran yeah. It, it was 17-3 at the half. So... Yeah. You know, you, you have to give the Giants credit for executing that. You can complain what, about what the Broncos did, but you know it's the NFL, dude. I mean, if, if you if you don't show up and play a good game, man, all kinds of people can knock you off if you're if you're not ready for it. But I like this particular this particular line. Um, so Derek Wolf is talking about uh, saying sometimes it just it just ain't your day. Uh, we didn't overlook this team. It wasn't like oh they're zero and five. We're gonna overlook them. No, we were like these guys are a good team. We have to go out and play our best. We didn't play our best, and that's why I'm ticked. This is this is where it's really the line I like. Uh, we didn't know what offensive linemen were playing, where they were playing, what receivers were playing. When you don't know who's playing, it's hard to game plan against them. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's a fair point, right? You don't know what the hell they're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't yeah. quite know what they're gonna how they're gonna do. And they did something that they hadn't been very good at so far this year, which was running the hell out of the ball. Um, yeah. that was a surprise, particularly against that defense, but they were committed to it. They executed and then they made some big plays and their defense played well. So, you know, that particular, you know, sequence of events got them, the, got them the win. And again, we know they had some tough breaks early. It's not like, like, like Cleveland too bad. The giants lost a couple of really close games. You know what I mean? It's just like the 49ers. You, you have one bounce the other way in some of these games. The 49ers are probably 500. You know, right. I mean, giant bat being three weeks, 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 three, three, five, three, yeah. five. Uh, obviously, I was there with you for, for game four yeah. in Richmond. Um, you know, back to back weeks where they lost by by a, a game closing mm-hmm. field goal, and then week five against the Chargers. I mean, lose they lose all all three, you know, wider of their wide receivers, and they still were within a score. Yeah, but just you know, basically we're just we're, we're toast at the end of the game when they, they they didn't have a receiver. They didn't have any receivers they could throw yeah. the ball to. 
uh, we're, we're playing tight ends. So, so absolutely. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I'm pretty comfortable speaking for, you know, most Giants fans uh, in, in this regard that, you know, we, we were hoping to see them be competitive against the Broncos. Yes. I mean, I, I, I can't pretend that I was, you know, I, I want them to beat anybody. Of course, I'm rooting for them to beat anybody. Well, yeah, of but, course. But uh, I, I certainly didn't expect to win against the Broncos. I just no. wanted to see them be competitive. I would uh, love. But, I mean, Go ahead. I mean, they're they're you know Vegas wise, I think they were eleven point underdog, or maybe slightly higher. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just just wanted to see them come out and be competitive, but you know, start to finish, that was their game. Did did you put any money on that game, or do you avoid betting on the Giants just for? I usually avoid it. I, yeah. I I put I put a little bit on them first half for some reason. I just felt like they were really gonna you know that that, that yeah because I I think partially logic saying that you know, I didn't expect a lot of points from the Broncos, um, and because of the line, I guess the the. Giants were seven and a half points, uh, first half underdogs. I felt like that that was a smart bet. I felt like they could keep it within a touchdown on uh, the first half. Obviously, in 17-3 at halftime, that was a very easy victory. But yeah, yeah, you try, try to avoid betting on my team. Yeah, I would, I would think that because that's like extra cruel when it doesn't work out. Yeah, um, exactly. Fun factoid: since we were talking, and Shannon, you know, when we recorded last week, Shannon was like, "Oh, Friday the thirteenth," and of course, we got Syracuse knocking off Clemson. But, it, you know, Shannon, you were like, there's going to be some crazy football this weekend. And sure as hell, it, I mean, there was. Um, oh, yeah. So that was a good call. But fun factoid. All right. Uh, road teams went eight and five in week six of the NFL. And road teams are 46 and 44 overall so far this season. Oh. That's wow. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 pretty damn significant, I mean, man. I mean, where's your where's your Darth Vader soundboard? Most impressive. <laughs> Most impressive. <laughs> nice, nice. But I mean, it's legit. It's crazy. I mean, this is the, the, to be fair. This is. A, it feels like a weird year. You know, it, it does. It, it. I mean, this past weekend for our Pick'em League, we oh, have God. the drop one week, like your lowest. You score. get to drop your low. Yeah. Eleven of the twelve teams dropped their lowest score <laughs> this past weekend. That's terrible. If that tells you something yeah. about this year, no, uh, yeah, this was a rough week in Pickham. Uh, and by and, the way, whew, yeah, for the first time in college Pickham this year, I have a winning record for the week. Golf clap! Hallelujah! Golf Higher clap. than five hundred. Golf clap! There you go, buddy. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no, we'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. Do it live. Well, I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Uh, you still have a ways to catch me, but good sucks. job. You know what? I'm going to go Leroy Jenkins. I'm going to win this thing. Wow. <laughs> How about that? Shannon, Shannon, was some, statement, Shannon was some confidence over over there, man. God, but did, did, I, I did, just wanted to hear the sound look, like that's look, all. Look, you know. <laughs> no, it's all good. You know, you know, when it comes to the college pick'em, and quite frankly for the regular pick'em, this is a true story. Yep. 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 And for anybody in your suicide or death pool, if you took the Broncos... <laughs> Or if you made the mistake of ever taking anything dealing with Jacksonville, Jacksonville. against or for, <laughs> no. Don't get me started on Jacksonville. <laughs> the funny one for me is I had the, I had the Redskins in the survival last last weekend. Wow. That was a, no, I was like, you know what? 
I'll take the L if they lose. That just that would make that still would make me happy. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty funny. Oh man! Now there were a couple of crazy. Uh, yeah, of course you had that that ridiculous Chiefs defensive touchdown at the end, and then it was Titans Colts, and you got that that garbagey touchdown right at the end, man. Yes, the, for the better. It's, uh, Titans yeah. were seven and a half point favorite. The funny thing, Mark, is I almost texted you to be like, "Dude, Colts plus eight. That's like a gift at this point. Like you should take that." But I didn't. I held off, and I'm like, "You know what? You never bet on your own team. You just right. There's just this one thing you just never bet on your own team." And I didn't text you, unlike the Michigan Michigan State game, which I did text you. <laughs> But I was like, you know what? No, I I can't I can't do plus eight, and then freaking hit. Like I went to I I thought they had the first down on one of these plays that ended the game, so I just turned the TV off. So I wake up the next day and they're like, Titans ran in this touchdown for seventy some odd yards, and I'm like, what the hell, dude? I'm like, really? Right? Yeah. I love um, some of the some of the reactions. Some of the tweets were pretty great. Uh, uh, the the uh, Bavada official account had just had Derrick Henry versus everybody. He rumbles seventy two <laughs> yards for the touchdown. <laughs> Titans put this game on ice and cover, beating the Colts thirty six twenty two. But all right, so you know, I mean, look, look the Titans are up twenty nine twenty two under a minute to go. They're they're favored by minus seven and a half. Henry grabs the handoff. He runs seventy two yards for a touchdown. Could he could have just just gone down, slid, whatever, anything. Uh, and I think there was debate about whether he stepped out of bounds. I didn't even bother to review it. They said whatever, dude. We don't care. But I, I liked all, some of these reactions, man. <laughs> There's one tweet. These games have to be fixed. Titans cover the seven and a half point spread with a seventy five yard touchdown run when they just need to knee it. That's nuts. Uh, here's another one. Monday Night Football was great. New Titans would cover. Public finally hopped on a dog and got killed for it. Uh, another brutal primetime cover. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. You, you cannot tell me the Titans didn't know the spread. <laughs> you know, I mean, just just ridiculous, man. Colts backers across the board have to be sick. Yeah, just dude, just, it was just a eight dude. before the game, and yeah. then it dropped down to seven and a half. So there was a lot of money that went Andy right before the game. So Mark, this one's for you. This one's for you. I don't know how how much you like betting on NFL underdogs, but ha- <laughs> had you done it last month, you made a lot. Of, <laughs> you would have made a lot of money, brother. So here we go. <laughs> this one, like I said, this one's for you. This one's for you. RJ Bell at RJ in Vegas shared this this info via Twitter. NFL last month underdogs 38 18 and 2 against the spread. 68%. 30 and 28 outright as 5 plus point underdogs on average. So Dang. Yeah, dude. So if the only thing you did was bet on underdogs this year, you would have walked away the winner 68% of the time. Nice. Mhm. Mm. Only one team, let's see, the New Orleans, this is as of this particular article, which was October 17th, but uh, as of this particular post, one team, the New Orleans Saints, had a 100% covering record as favorites, and the Chiefs were the other notable exception, but obviously well, that's obviously changed. But uh, an incredible 18 to 32 teams have a winning record against the spread so far this season. Uh, two teams, the Bears and the 49ers, are a combined 8-3 and three as underdogs. At least covering, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Competitive. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, that, was, that's why like that eleven point spread with the Redskins was just baffling to me. Like, yeah, it's just one of those you knew the Redskins would win. Felt pretty good not about that. Win by eleven. Yeah, and then oh, oh, by the way, speaking of spreads and fails and all that kind of crap, way to go, Atlanta. I'm just going to mention that again for you, <laughs> Jack wagons. Um, so the two, <laughs> I think the two. I, things- I sent you the soundbite in the brew chat and. Just to you, if you want to just play it. Yeah, that's legit. Here you go. This one's for you, Shannon. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? <laughs> I mean, for real? So the, the Falcons Seriously, were... Dude, the Falcons... Mil I know. Against Jay freaking Cutler. I know. The Falcons were were 14-point favorites. They were up 17 to Bagel, and they lose 20-17. to 17. And the, the the Broncos were 13.5-point favorites. They lost 23-10. And, uh, I mean, clearly those are – you know, you have to figure those are two of the biggest upsets in the NFL, you know, it, it, certainly this weekend, but in a pretty big chunk of time. And the Falcons, by the way – let me scroll down to my notes here, man. The Falcons – not only blew that lead. No one took the Falcons in our pick'em league. No. I mean, who was like, yeah, Dolphins going to do that? Dude. No one. On their, on their final five drives, Atlanta had zero points and one turnover. Thanks, Atlanta. And when they were in field goal range, Matt Ryan threw a game-ending interception. Womp, womp, womp. Good job. No effort. Good job. Fail effort. It was garbage. So kudos to the New York football giants pulling off the upset. And I guess kudos to the Dolphins for not sucking bags of ass. <laughs> Those two games, this had that had to be one of the worst death pool weekends like <laughs> like history, I mean, right? It was bad. Like <laughs> I'm just looking at it. No one no one picked Miami. Mm-mm. No one picked Minnesota. Mm-mm. No one picked Chicago. I think only Mark picked the Giants, and one person picked Pittsburgh. Yeah, there were a couple, but I I just think I think nationwide, if you could have if you could like run statistics on suicide pools and death pools, Broncos and Falcons had to be super popular picks, super Uh, popular picks. So, anywho, way to go, fail. Is anybody out in um? Is anybody out in the uh, uh, suicide pool yet? I've been out in the death pool. I, Jacksonville killed me. I We're went three of us are out yeah, because I, of Jacksonville. Yeah, I went, I went four and against Jacksonville in consecutive weeks and they screwed me both times. I was like, thanks. Now I remember why I hate Jacksonville. I hate you. <laughs> it's like, like Maxim Pick'em all over again. It is like the I missed the Maxim Pick'em League. That was a great one, man. That was one of the best ones ever. It's a shame that one went away. But uh anywho, that's all right. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Let's uh, we're we're rounding that in over an hour. So let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap up segment one. Uh, we can finish uh, an we can, hour already. Yeah, hour and seven minutes, man. We can finish some a uh, little bit of NFL chatter. We got to talk a little bit about uh, some baseball stuff, and then we'll go ahead and shut it down. It's about one o'clock, so we can get a nice uh, second segment in and get the heck out, uh, and we'll avoid the three hour monstrosity that we delivered last week, which I still have no idea how the hell we did three hours of content. But God take bless. Take the over. I know. Take the over. Take look, look, Lindy, if you button, take the over, buddy. Uh, but anyway, we're the Sports Brew. You can find us on the <laughs> obviously our home feed on Podbean, uh, LiveSportsCaster dot com, Google Play, all kinds of stuff, man. Keywords are sports and brew uh, on Facebook and certainly on Twitter, man. You can track us down. 
but <laughs> if you like us, please share. Uh, that certainly helps our metrics and helps us out. And quite frankly, if you like to put up with our crap, somebody else probably does too. <laughs> Just not our wives. <laughs> Just not our wives. They're significant of others. Maybe not. But uh, anyway, we're the Sports Brew. We'll be right back in just a moment. <laughs> yes, sir. I had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but uh, we are back. Uh, by the way, side note that I thought was super entertaining. Of course, Marshawn Lynch had some uh, extra shenanigans in that in that game. He did get ejected for contact with an official when he ran out onto the field. I like how somebody said that was his longest run of the season. By the way, um, <laughs> I, la- I laughed at that one. Uh, but he, it's true. <laughs> he did get ejected for running out. I, I mean, granted, that w- that was some extra pepper on those hi- on those hits on Carr. Man, I totally get why he ran out there, but it, it's, it's not a good decision, man. It's not a good decision. But the only reason I bring it up because I think this is hilarious. But NFL memes had a uh, had had a post on Facebook, and they said uh, it was titled "Man of the People," and it said Mar- Marshawn Lynch watched the rest of the game in disguise in the stands after being ejected, and they had this screenshot of this dude, and it does look like him. I don't know that it is him with a hoodie and like something <laughs> over his face, and he's in the stand. And the thing is, like, I could totally see him doing that. That's why it's believable. Is I could totally see him doing that crap, man. Oh, I still I love Marshawn Lynch. I would totally have a Marshawn Lynch jersey. Totally, no questions asked, man. Uh, love that dude. He cra- he cracks me up, cracks me up. But I thought that was brilliant. And then somewhere in the in the comment section of it, somebody had this uh, ugly Raiders fan that kind of looked like Bill Belichick in a wig. <laughs> they were like, it's, <laughs> it, "It's Bill Belichick scoping out the Raiders." I laughed. It was so funny, man. It was so funny, but uh, yeah, that, that was that was that was nuts, man. Again, a, a crazy game, and for uh, anybody that's boycotting the NFL, man, you mi- you missed a good one with that. So, just saying, bud, <laughs> just saying. Uh, anyway, um, do we want to polish up NFL and go to baseball, or talk about baseball for a minute? I'm fine either way. I got I, I have stuff pulled on both sides of the equation. Nothing. Uh, right. We can we can knock out baseball and go right back to football. Yeah, it's all it's all good. It's all it's all good. As far as Dodgers Cubs, I, I mean, I, I don't know really what else there is to say. Uh, Joe Madden, thanks for all the drama uh, over the course of that series. Although, uh, really, man, that whole thing with uh, who was it? Was it Granderson? Yeah, that dude. That was. They should not have changed that call, dude. He he should have gone out and argued that. I know he got ejected. That was compl- That was a complete utter bag of BS. Complete bag of BS. There's no way you change that call. Like, no. I like. I, I don't even know why the third base umpire was like, "Yeah, go ahead and change the call." Like, the the home plate umpire has the best view slash sound. Like, and that place was rocking last night. Just leave it alone. Like, if all the blame goes somewhere, leave it on him. Yeah, but and, and replays showed that he completely missed the ball, so he well, was right the first time. Just go with your gut call. Well, I mean, he he admitted the umpire admitted that he blew the call that that ultimately got Madden ejected. But you know, here's the thing: like in real time, that looks like a flat old strike to me. You know what I'm saying? And even oh, if he yeah. got into the replay, I didn't. To me, if he made contact, it was such a microscopic bit of contact it didn't really affect the trajectory of the ball. You know what I mean? And they were talking about how they heard some sounds. I mean, I, I don't know. What are you going to pull in a ref from a different state? 
Are you gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like, at, at, at what point, bro? How far you gonna pull in a gonna pull in a stand from a, a fan from the top of the stand? And say, hey, man, do you think that thing hit that? It just didn't make a lot of sense. It, this is one of those things that I, I'm pro replay, right? I I am, but this is one of those scenarios, and we've had a couple with the with. Like the baseball playoffs, dude. We've had a couple where you're just like, seriously, man. It just doesn't feel like it's applied the right way. And, a little uh, overkill, you a, know? Little, a little overkill. And uh, you know, p- part of baseball, to be quite blunt, is the human factor, the human element, and there's some human error with some of these things. But if if you trust the umpire, why why the hell are they bringing in a bunch of people that aren't by the batter? To say, yeah, maybe he. I heard some sounds, and maybe there was some contact with that. It, that was a terrible call. That was a terrible call. Mercifully, it didn't ultimately really affect anything. But hey, if the it, next pitch, he struck out. Yeah, but, but I mean, if it had, that's an absolutely atrocious use of 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 you know the ref con the ump conference. I mean, that's terrible. That's terrible. That is absolutely disgustingly atrocious. And Madden, as far as I'm concerned, had every right to be upset about that. I don't know how often you've seen something like that manifest and kind of play out <laughs> in MLB, but I've never the, seen anything. Like yeah, that. I mean, never in my life. There, there's there's times where it absolutely makes sense for the homes to get get together, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's, sure, it's a conference about a, a play, but that. That call has to be made by the home plate umpire 100% yeah. of the time. There, there's just absolutely no way. If it's not reviewable, and and I, I don't even really love the idea of them. They keep on saying they want to speed up the games, but then when people talk about, well, they may be adding this to review, that's just not, a, I don't know. Main thing, I, not, now we're not even talking about it, but, but the main thing that needs to happen with reviews is there needs to be a there just needs to be a time limit. And if it gets to the time limit and they haven't made a decision, what they called on the field stands. That's that's what has, has to happen. But anyway, that that's just that's such a bizarre overreach to, to yeah. have anybody but the home plate umpire make that decision. And I just I can't fathom how you know the the decision was made because one of the umpires thought he heard something. <laughs> I mean what did he hear? Did he hear? Did he, did he hear like? Could have been a could have been a fan. Could have been a billion things. But it, it sure as hell wasn't the the ball hitting the bat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that's, that's, that's if somebody was pinching off a loaf somewhere. Did he hear that? that that's what I was you know thinking. What I'm saying? Like somebody just had a big old fart. At yeah, the same there was time. a D-stat poo up in the stands, and they're like, "Yeah, there, there's some there's some contact." Hopefully, <laughs> umpire truly felt okay saying, "Well, I didn't hear anything, but okay, if you heard something, sure." Yeah, because yeah, there's not you know thousands of people here and that couldn't have yeah. been five billion other things than the ball hitting the bat i do like how like, uh it, like when, if you're watching a broadcast you can see madden like like gesturing at the umps to just just like look at the replay on the board right <laughs> just yes, look oh, exactly it's like what are you talking about you know i mean it was, just, it was a great 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 that they were in chicago because i mean because they're in chicago whoever was running up in the booth would, would happily play that on, on loop five thousand uh-huh. times over. yeah and they should have look up there and they should have Will you please? Will you please turn your eyeballs to this? You know, if you're hearing phantom sounds, how about you accidentally see a replay? How about that up on the big board? Let's do that. <laughs> you know, it just uh, you know again, kudos to the Dodgers. Um, and you know, it's just <laughs> they steamrolled them. But I mean, it's just some of these moments. You're just like, oh my god, really, y'all, really, really. And that was one of those moments where you're just like, I'm so glad that didn't that didn't ad- truly adversely impact that particular series. But that I hope we don't see any of that garbage in the world. So you know what I mean. I hope that the, that they've gotten the kinks out <laughs> over the playoffs, and we don't see that crap in the actual World Series. 
yeah. You but, know, but, I mean, kudos to the Dodgers. I mean, I, I said, you know, very clearly tonight's game. Uh, you got Kershaw on the mound. Uh, yes, you're still still in Chicago, but uh, you have to keep that game. If you're if you're the Cubs, you have to keep that game low scoring. Yeah. Uh, especially especially early on, you got to try to drive up Kershaw's pitch counts. And yeah, you know, started off just giving up you know a single run each of the first couple innings. Uh, and then, you know, Katana gets the bases loaded. They pull him. Rendon comes in and, you know, gets the first guy on a strike out. You're like, all right, you know, if, if you can limit the damage here, maybe even let one more squeak across. But, I mean, you got to keep it, like, four or less. And then Kika Hernandez comes up, blasts, blasts, you know, Grand Salami that already had a solo shot. And then he hits a two-run homer later. And that's his first home runs of the, of the postseason. Uh, three, three homers, seven ribbies. That's uh, that's that's having yourself a hell of a hell of a that, close, close, close game. game. That, that is a hell of a close out game. Uh, and, yeah. um, so, so yeah. kudos to the Dodgers. Man, that's yeah. Reggie Jackson territory, other than World Series, man. That's that's three dingers in a playoff game. Right, right. That's pretty beast. That's yeah. that's good company. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of good company, how about uh, Justin freaking Turner, buddy? Woo! Uh, playing, playing out of his mind right now. I think uh, he's up to thirteen. Uh, postseason RBIs. Uh, I mean, I, I've I've yet to see and him really the sweet put a... beard. <laughs> sweet, sweet beard, beard that, game. That, that beard's pretty. That, the beard's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> you know, uh, you should appreciate uh, some. I hadn't really thought about it, but somebody, somebody showed. Well, my wife, my wife showed me a great uh, photo comparison that a friend of hers had posted on some of the social media. Uh, a side by side of of, of uh, him and Tormund. Uh-huh. It's actually pretty dead odd if you get huh. the right picture. He, I, and just looking at Turner himself, you wouldn't see it. But if you get the right picture, kind of it was kind of a close-up picture of uh, the dude who plays Torment on uh, Game of Thrones. You should totally actually uh, pretty, pretty damn dead odd. You should totally uh, find that and tweet that at the uh, at the uh, Sports Brew. Uh, I, I absolutely will because I think uh, that but, deserves to get retweeted uh, by all means. But, but yeah, but, that beard but is turn, fantastic. Turn. It's it's a strong beard game, but um. But yeah, Turner. Turner. I mean, I've always been a huge fan. Obviously, he's another you know, X Mad who played X-Mad. played well with the Mets. But you know, has come on even much stronger uh, as a Dodger. Uh, I always expected good things of him, and and uh, I was wasn't too thrilled to see him go. But uh, but I mean, he's another one kind of like you know Daniel Murphy on the Nats. I don't think anybody could say they expected him to quite become what he's become. He had a very good regular season, but I mean, right now, I mean, he's just he doesn't put up a bad at bat. I mean, he, he, he's – and so that that's what the Dodgers have going there for them right now is yeah. really top top to bottom, but especially at the top of that lineup. It is super intimidating. I mean, they, they, they lost Corey Seager, who was supposed to be a huge integral part of this postseason run, and they bring in um, this guy Taylor. And, I mean, dude's been knocking home runs and, and, and just, you know, filling in, you know, what, what Seager would have done. <laughs> I just they, – they've got these guys that they can bring in and fill in at any spots. Um and you got Kershaw uh, and and Darvish, they're they're pretty scary. Uh, again, they went through that you know ugly slump at the regular season, but you know once I, I I kept saying once I think they'll get it back on track. Once they get it back on track, that's an intimidating roster. Yeah. So, so it, here's the stat for uh, Justin Turner. Now I I don't know how much this may have changed uh, with the game tonight, but <laughs> highest career postseason on base percentage. It requires at least a hundred plate appearances. Think of some all-time great names, like all timers, man. All timers. Just th- throw an all-time name out. Griffey, Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth, 
470. Lou Gehrig, Gehrig, 483. You want to know where Justin Turner is? Sure. 495, buddy. Wow. 495, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So he's crushing it, man. Mark, I guess realistically, a, a couple of things for both of you guys. You know, we joked around about the Yankees-Dodgers World Series. We were like, nah. <laughs> but given the turnaround in this uh, Yankees-Astros deal, man, I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if we're seeing Yankees-Dodgers, brother. I, I, so, I, I so massively don't want to see it. Go ahead, Shannon. <laughs> I, I, look, man, I, I think Justin Verlander even things up tomorrow night and we get a game seven in the ALCS. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, look, as all sports fans here, a game seven, it, it, it's just awesome. Regardless of the sport, whether it's hockey, basketball, baseball, game seven means it's all on the line. Anyone and everyone will be used. However, I, I I think Justin Verlander hopefully gets us to that point. And depends on which just, ma- it I, depends on which mound he's on, Shannon. Look, it, <laughs> Justin. I'm just saying. Look, I'm just saying, bro. I I, I realize Kate is is a beautiful woman, man. But you you gotta withhold until after your start. <laughs> just all, saying. All I want to know is uh. The, <laughs> When Verlander is like swing bat a bat bat a swing, does he have a bat flip as sweet as you Darvish's? I just want to know. <laughs> Kudos to you, you Darvish. Kudos <laughs> to you, man. That nice bat flip, buddy. Dude, by the way, Dodgers, <laughs> nice acquisition, by the way. Yeah. Getting you yeah. Darvish. Bruh, side note, side note, side note. That plate appearance was only the 38th of Darvish's major league career. He was 4 of 33 with one walk, 21 strikeouts, and three successful sacrifices. Yeah, I mean, that, that was... And for was real? Bad for a pitcher, man. So so bad of the Cubs, but I just... I really... And Edwards to, to walk him, but I think... I was on four pitches, but, you know, I think it's one of those times. I think he was so awkward. He crowded the plate so much. It's just like you've got such an, a simple task to do, but that's just like tossing the ball right down the middle is not something that you're, like supposed to do like i mean he, he I, was not gonna he was not gonna swing the bat he, he was not gonna swing that bat <laughs> um and and you know four straight balls it's just uh i mean i'm so glad they got out of it you know um you said right, right after but but <laughs> <laughs> i think that deserves how do you have that up yeah but you yeah, darvish man taking bat flip lessons from uh yes yes week man i'm telling you bro <laughs> taking the lessons brother Paid off, man. He's been saving up for that one. He's been saving up before he's going to break that bad boy out. That's pretty. Walk, bat flipped it and yeah. said, How do you F that yeah. up, bro? Yeah. Puig was like, but, good, uh, good job. Good effort, buddy. Good job. <laughs> Even if it took me like five attempts to say his name correctly earlier, I blame the, the I, 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 alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say, I'll, I'll say the, the, the big problem for the Astros. <laughs> That I just don't understand is, I mean, their their bats have just gone silent. Yeah, and and it's just it's just a, a, a the wrong time. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'll I'll freely admit I'm biased as a Yankees hater, um, but I I so I'm not gonna pretend that I follow them, 
you know, extremely closely throughout the season. I right. recognize how, how intimidating their bullpen is, but to me, their, their, their starters are not the type of guys that are just absolute shut down. Like, you know, you're going to be lucky if you scratch, you know, two or three runs off of them. Uh, Tanaka's had a, a decent, you know, season um, and, and came on pretty strongly, I feel like. But outside of Tanaka, I'm just not that. I mean, Sabathia and Severino, and I'm just, they're, they're not guys that I think that are, should, should be, you know, shutting you out. But I mean the the Astros' best numbers have just been embarrassing. Well, look, um, the, Altuve and Correa are the only two that have been having success. Hey, Mars, I, yeah. I got to ask you a question. I just had the, the the funniest thought in my head. How many of those Astros are going Mark Grace at this point? <laughs> slump, slump Buster, baby. Good old Slump Buster. Slump Buster, baby. How many of these Astros are going Slump Buster at this point? I hope so. Dude, dude, <laughs> dude. Worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Take some notes from Todd, man. Get, get the reach around slump buster if you have to, brother. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, let's also keep in mind, though, that the Yankees at home this past season, they were 51 and 30. Well, on the road, they're 40 and 41. So they obviously, um, being at home, definitely gave them a huge lift in the, in the past oh, sure, three games. Sure, sure. That's why it, it, it does. But the, the frustrating part for me, well, I, I, I recognize that being true, but that stadium, I mean, it's such a power to puff stadium for, for batters. The, the, the Astros should have been able to put up some some runs there as well, and the, and you know they 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 you know, they they put up next to nothing. I mean I don't, I I can certainly find find it, but I mean uh, whatever no, no, they here, put up the no, last couple games. Here you go. Look, the Astros are two for nineteen with runners in scoring position since the mm-hmm. start of Game Three, and five for twenty five, two hundred. Uh, for anybody that can't math right now, uh, five for twenty five overall in the ALCS. That's terrible. Going to get it's it done. That's terrible. Nah. Nope. Nah. Terrible. Now, granted, or I'm as happy. Charles Barkley would say, "Terrible, terrible." Look, as as, as hashtag LGY, uh, as I would say, like I'm totally fine with it. Makes me happy <laughs> for my. I don't care about regular season baseball, but our root in the playoffs. Go Yankees! It's kind of fun. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm hopeful. I mean, Verlander on the mound. I mean, it's it's not really fair to necessarily expect him to quite right. put up the same performance right. as he put up in the first game. But hopefully, if you can get at least a similar, I mean, keep him to you know one or two runs, and and hopefully get at least seven or eight innings out of him. I think um, he goes seven strong, dude. I think he goes seven strong and has him in the game. I, I certainly I, I would expect it. If I mean, if not, they're they're in trouble. I mean, yeah, you know, because I just. These bats, I just don't think, are suddenly going to wake up for seven, eight runs. It doesn't seem yeah. like right now. They need guys like Springer and, and Gonzalez, and then yeah, I feel like there's just so much pressure on Altuve and Correa right now. And I mean, I, I, I'm a huge fan of those two guys. Altuve is you know, my favorite non-Med. I mean, I think he's just a ridiculous player and should be the AL MVP. But you know, it just can't all be on their shoulders. Yeah. So yeah. uh, look, since Game Three of the ALDS, Yankees pitchers have made eight starts spanning forty-six and a third innings. They've allowed ten runs, nine earned, on twenty-five hits, and twelve walks with forty-five strikeouts. All right, so that's a one point seven five ERA. All right, in five of those eight starts, the starter won at least six innings. Obviously, that helps the bullpen. 
Uh, and then if, if you particularly look at the ALCS, Yankee starters have pitched 28 innings. They've allowed five runs, four earned, on 13 hits, 10 walks, with 20 strikeouts. So that's a 1.61 ERA. So, I mean, it, that that's, you know, the Astros have their work cut out for them if they're going to be pitching like that. Um, bats are going to have to wake up, man. Bats are yeah. <laughs> absolutely going to have to wake up. Yankees have been lights out pitching. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, and, that's been the difference in this series. Yeah. And, it's and the Astros not hitting for shit. Right. And, and you know, you get to that bullpen with Robertson and, and Chapman. It slides out. It's it's extremely tough to get anything off of them. So I mean, unless you, if you're down one, all right, you can you can hopefully scrape across one. If you're down two or more, you're forget about in it. Trouble. You're, you're probably yeah done. Um, it, it, who would have thought, dude? Like like the Yankees, like everyone thought they were a year away. But yeah. here's the thing: it, like if they have the lead after the sixth inning, I mean, it's about as close to a guarantee of a win as you can get. In baseball, yeah, that's crazy. It's pretty close. That's crazy. But I mean, realistically, with that bullpen, if you have a lead after six, I mean, just cut the lights. It's 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 just about over. So uh, obviously we'll see how that shakes out. Um, I'm, just for fun, I'm going to take the Yankees. But like uh, realistically, how much of a chance do you guys, or what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen with Astros Yankees? Mark, Game Seven. I'm sorry. Um, what do I think is going to happen tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah. Call your shots for the duration of this. I'm just kind of curious. God, it's so it's so tough for me not to, you know, just go with my heart. But I mean, I, I I definitely think that you know the Astros do push it to Game Seven, and I think Game Seven will be very exciting. I, I'm curious to see who the who the Astros would start. Um, but um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to say back to Houston. I'm 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 still going to stick with my gut and say that the Astros okay. wake up enough to, to to get it done. But I think we'll have two two great you know, games to finish it out. I mean, it's I, I would be. Shocked to see a closeout like what we got in the Dodgers Cup series. I was still pulling for the Cubs, um, didn't have that much rooting interest, but I certainly felt like on paper it made sense that if if there was going to be an easy knockout tonight, it was going to be the night for the Dodgers. Um, but I'll be surprised if the Yankees just you know come to Houston and and get an easy knockout in either Game Six or Game Seven. It's it's it should be a, a quality final two games for them. And yeah, I mean the the, the but it's, it's the Astros bats. I mean that that's what the the pressure is on right now for them yeah. to you know figure out a way to start you know it, either manufacturing some runs or get back to the long ball because they got plenty of power bats. Yeah, you know, again, Correa, Altuve, Gonzalez, McCann. I mean they've got you know Springer. They've got power bats up and down that lineup, but they're just not not hitting right now. And uh, I, I again, I mean I, I recognize what the Yankees pitchers have been doing. But I still just don't believe that they're the kind of pitchers that just, you know, are just absolute shutdowns. It's just the Astros got to take better, better bats. Got to take better approaches. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with saying the Astros get it done okay. in seven. All right, Shannon. I like Verlander tomorrow night. I, I like him to shut down the Yankees, which brings us to a game seven. Um, I think MLB would love to have a L.A. New York World Series. I think that would give them a lot of ratings. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I just with the floods in Houston, 
I want to say that with with all of that that has happened, mm-hmm. with all of that has gone on, I I just want to say this 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 crazy. There's nothing that can explain it. There's just something that tells me that somehow, some way, Houston in Game Seven pulls this out. You're telling me somehow they break free of this thing? They they. Somehow, some way, will break free of the Yankees. Um, they have to do it before like the sixth or seventh inning, though, because if they don't, uh, the door is going to be shut mm. because of that bullpen. That that bullpen is just ridiculous. All right, but I, I think they get it done early tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Work and they give Verlander a nice easy lead and he'll shut it down for game six and then game seven obviously all hands on deck and I'll give the home team the advantage I'll say 51-49% to the Astros um, the Yankees have really shown me a lot in this series Yeah, like they've, they've shown me a lot in this playoffs like they're going to be a contender for at least the next five to, five to seven years yeah, don't go five to ten. That's way too far down the pipe. I'll say five to seven. Um, th- th- that's going to be a good team for a number of years to yeah. come. It will be, and it's, it's just it's crazy to me that you know it's it's both uh, for the last two series. I mean, obviously the Indians, you know, get up two nothing, and they mean everybody's counting the Yankees out, and they, I, they got it done. And here, same story. Astros are up two nothing. Uh, I certainly you, thought that they'd be able to get one game in New York. Right. But Yankees yeah, roll off three in a row, and now all the pressure's back on on Houston. See, it's, yeah, it's you one just, of those things. You just can't count this team out. Yeah, it's one of the things. The things that's really interesting is is to think about the psyche of 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 the Astros right now. You know, because yeah. it's almost like the the Yankees are like, yeah, we've been here, man. Let's roll, right? Yeah. And it, it, it it's a matter of the pressure, and with the bats being quiet, you know, how does Houston respond? Slumbuster. Um, yeah, um, yeah, lots of slumbusters, buddy. Um, <laughs> need a couple of them. Then, <laughs> then, then. I mean, Ver, Verlander's performance last game was just one of the most impressive playoff, you know, pitching board performances I've ever seen. I mean, 13 Ks. Um, just, just, I mean, the, the strikes to ball ratio was just ridiculous. I, I, somebody might want to look at the number, but um, I mean, the fact uh, you said Mark balls. The fact is, is like August 31st, with minutes to go, they made this trade for Verlander. That's huge. Their season hinges on this trade at this moment. Was it? And I think he delivers. (laughs) What a trade was it? I thought it was like like he was like a he was on waivers. Yeah, I was gonna. I I was just thinking about that. you know, the guys he came a little little after the trade deadline, but um, yeah. it was it was the waivers trade. It was literally August thirty first at the four o'clock hour. Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was it was the buzzer. Um, it was it was, one of, it was the last major move. And, uh, yes, yes, it was Leroy Jenkins trade by the Astros. <laughs> like he initially said no to it, and then like. Someone called him and he said, "Okay, I'll do it." Shannon, man, you're killing me, bro. Sorry, dude. We'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> 
Sorry, dude. No, Indeed it, it does. It's all good, man. It's just funny. It's just it's just funny. It's just funny, man. As long as it's value, who cares? <laughs> well, he ended up there. We got we got we got that part right. Did someone yeah, tell you that? Did yeah, actually game two against against the Yankees. Verlander goes, you know, completo, <laughs> five hits, one earned, one walk, thirteen Ks, hundred twenty four pitches, ninety three strikes. And, and I mean, I was we were, we were we were watching that entire you know game. I mean, eighth and ninth inning, he's still he's just peppering the corners of the strike zone. He is yeah. not throwing anything. I mean, he is just uh, the the velocity was still you know in ninety seven ninety six. Just ridiculous. I mean, put Luch them all over. So, yeah, exactly. love, love, love the Richmond ties. So, I, I, I definitely. I mean, I hope he does not. He just he's got to go in the same mindset. Can't can't put the the weight of everything on his shoulders. Just do come come out and pitch his game. And uh, hey, again, it's it's not his responsibility. He put runs on the board. Come out and play his game, and, and hopefully the bats uh, put up something. Um, not sure who's going for uh, New York tomorrow night. Um, Severino, I think. Randy, you want to call your shots for uh, for this deal? <clears throat> well, I definitely believe that we're going to go to Game 7. That I think that's a given. I think that uh, Verlander will do what needs to be done. Um, I mean, and right now, the way I look at it, the Astros, I think, are going to have to show everybody why they won 101 games during the regular season. This is one of those things where it's put up or shut up time. And I think I think they're gonna just prove everybody, you know, that uh, prove to everybody that they're they're ready to take the next step. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm shocked the Yankees have just taken the last three games the way they have. It's yeah. unreal. And yeah, it's it's very uh, unfortunately for me, I'm just thinking to myself, damn Yankees, because <laughs> I dislike them that much as well. Good, so, good. It is Severino, Sa- by the way. Savor the hate. <laughs> Savor it. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> Let the hate flow well, through you, guys. It takes much when it comes to the Yankees. <laughs> so, uh, but ultimately, I'm going to stick with what I said before, even though I said game it was going to be done in six. Obviously, I'm going to go Astros in seven. Okay. I, I think that... Have being at home for these last two games is really going to help them a lot. Should should be a plus. Should be a plus for them. Uh, sad note, uh, by the way, today. <laughs> well, we're recording a little bit late, but we started on the nineteenth. Uh, it is the twentieth now, but that's only because we're closing in on two o'clock in the morning. But today is only the seventeenth time in history that all four major sports are in action on the same day: the NFL, the NBA, MLB, and the NHL. So. Random side note of goodness, and that deserves a salute o'clock. It does. It does deserve a salute o'clock. That's pretty fantastic. So I've already I've already crushed all of my beer, which uh, of course I had my very very tasty three notched forty mile IPA. And thank you to three notch for giving our uh, our podcast post a like the other day. Yes, um, thank I, you. I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, like for real, man. Uh, pretty pretty wild. So now I'm just enjoying my hundred uh, proof Captain and Dr Pepper. So if I get a little saucy at the end of the podcast, it's just the uh, hunter proof coming out. What are you going to do? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, th- that's me. Well, Shannon, what you got, bro? Dude, I'm rocking with the uh, Kentucky Pumpkin Barrel L that uh, Todd has pushed on me. Nice. Um, 
gave me the growler, so I uh, I went ahead and just said, I went Bill O'Reilly, fuck it, I'll just do it live, and I'll drink it all tonight. <laughs> drink it all tonight, damn, man. So, uh, yeah, 64 ounces of the uh, Kentucky Pumpkin Barrel Ale tonight. Um, hopefully I won't be too hungover for work tomorrow. Um, Randy, why do you rock it, bro? Well... Unfortunately, there is no alcohol in the, in in the house, so I think it is a fail horn for that. Oh. Even even I'm calling for the fail horn on me. Okay, that should say it a lot. You have alcoholic air. It's Co- need alcohol. Cohagen, the people need air. Come on, Randy. <laughs> Cohagen, people need alcohol. Uh, <laughs> I say if we if we if we let the fail horn get away with it every week, we, we you know Mr. We, David we, Gauss get away. Let's be honest, yeah, there's a difference. We don't we can never picture him drinking ever, <laughs> and when he does, it's like an absolute shock to the world. Just Randy, just know it's it's five o'clock somewhere. You'll have a alcoholic fill up soon. It's okay. It's okay. Indeed, I will. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, we know you're ready. He's <laughs> <It's> ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, Mark, what you got, brother? Uh, so, you know, not, not surprisingly, uh, stocked up quite quite wonderfully at Dogfish Head. So, uh, rocking delicious uh, Palo Santo Maron uh, Wood A's Brown Ale uh, from Dogfish Head. Uh, it's nice. just outstanding. Um, and then also uh, one of their spirits that I mentioned, the delicious, it's called a Sonic Archaeology, is uh, rum, uh, whiskey, and uh, apple brandy. It's a prohibition cocktail, and you just pour it over ice, and I could down the whole bottle in probably two nights. It does sound so, uh, really good, man. That sounds does really sound good. They know what they're doing there. Can can you get that just at the brewery, or can you get that at like liquor stores? They're starting to spread it around, so I, I don't know how far it's gotten. I, I, you know, I was surprised that one. I didn't realize uh, they they don't distribute anywhere but the U.S. Uh, I was kind of a little surprised by that, but uh, but they're starting they're starting to get get the word out it's on their spirits. So uh, not sure if it's uh, made its way down to Richmond yet, but I'm gonna keep my eyes peeled. I don't know. Does that okay. stuff sounds so good, man. It might be a little bit dangerous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There you go. Trust me, it is dangerous. It does sound dangerous. Yeah, that's for sure. Wow, somebody clinked pretty hard there. I was going to say, easy there. (laughs) Careful. Careful. Careful there. I'm I'm, I'm rocking back on my. I hadn't used the Yeti in a while. I'm rocking with the Yeti. It picks up pretty strongly. Yeah, it's all good, bro. Uh, Whitfield is. uh, is I don't know. He's saluting the clock in his pillow. <laughs> we still call it a night, bro. He was yeah, I know. No, we hung up on his punk ass. He was done. Yeah. No nose. Oh, Aaron Rodgers fiasco. He was just done. Yeah. No nose breathing for you. Shut your trap. <laughs> Shut your dang pow hole. <laughs> That's right. A quick, a quick, 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 fun, fun, uh, fun fact. Just we take, like, take a while. We like fun facts. How, how, how many, uh, how many cases of beer uh, do you think that the Dogfish Head uh, Brewery can uh, can case in an hour? In an hour. Yeah. How many cases? Bottles. Bottle? Like total bottles or total cases? Cases. Like cases of bottles. A hundred. <laughs> a thousand. Sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred. Damn. Nice. That was impressive. It was, it was fun to watch. That was, that was cool to watch. I mean, I, yeah, I got them. It showed the, you know, Sam's original, uh, Machine that he did, and it would take it would have taken three people in a day and a, or an eight hour shift. Three people would have to work it, and you could make you know you could case a uh, hundred 
<laughs> so now they have mission machinery that can do 1600 in an hour it's pretty impressive that is pretty sweet that, that, that's a uh, darth vader most impressive uh soundbite it is and, and and i mean hey i mean a i know that if uh, all of us would happily say if doggers had ever wanted to sponsor us we would thumbs up that enormously. i mean for the love of god please <laughs> dude dude all day man all I, I, day. I love learning what the one of the, the way that he um Sam, all day, uh, every day. Uh, the way that it started uh, making these beers um, was that instead of just like putting all the spices in at once, um, he wanted to kind of distribute it throughout the the the, the beer, um, and so he would use uh, these like old school I forget what you call them but like the old school football like electronic machines. He would attach the um, the, the case to the, the bottom of the machine so that when like little players were moving around, it would just gradually shake out. The, the the spices like into this container uh that's random as hell. Uh, i was like that's incredibly random but that's fantastic uh destroyed the mach- destroyed the machines in time but that's uh, okay um, <laughs> but they were cheap anyway um <laughs> but uh it's fantastic stuff but i, I love also um I was, i'll shut up about it but um they're awesome about uh reusing everything water gets redistributed out to like nearby farms um, that they're fantastic about that, and also like they they um, they take all the the, the tips that they uh, collect, uh, I think from the bar, and they give them to to local charities, and so nice. I mean, that's awesome stuff. Good on them. I do that's love some dogfish cool. head. I went. I had a huge, huge dogfish head sixty and ninety minute phase. I still like it. Uh, yes, it's just it's, I remember getting those for you yeah. for like uh, holidays. Yeah, and and one hundred twenty. I mean it's super good it's just it's a really heavy beer you know what i mean it's a really heavy when they say liquid bread dogfish head 60 90 120 that's liquid bread bro (laughs) so it it weighs you down a little bit but man it's so it's so good it's so good dude on point thanks for the uh like dogfish head down low bro appreciate it you ever yeah you get 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 a little vacation time it's Milton, Milton, Delaware. Uh, the tour, tour was free on the weekdays. Yeah. And um, and they give you some free samples, a bunch of free samples. Fantastic. I'm a fan. I might have to do that at some point. Um, he's got, they've got the, I put, posted a picture on Facebook, but he's got this steampunk birdhouse, like, that's right out in front of the brewery that, you know, looks like something you'd find at Burning Man. And it's kind of fantastic. Apparently, like, up in there, uh, there's, like, a steam-powered gun <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, also he, he set it up like Sam will, um, the, the president will sometimes have meetings up there and, uh, has like a steam powered barrel that he can just like put, push down through the bottom of the house. And so if, you know, if they ever, ever run out of beer, they'll fill it up with beer and then send it back up there to him. <laughs> <laughs> up in there, buddy. Up in there. There you go. Woo! Do you know who would be great? Uh, I, I think we should, uh, like, all like for <laughs> Shannon for Halloween, we should totally steampunk Shannon. How great would that be? <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I would love to see that. That would, that would be fantastic, dude. Oh, a steampunk MacGuffin. We could even, we could even, uh, if we could hook Muffin up with some some gear too. If we could get you and your dog. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be fantastic. <laughs> I would be down with that. I would be. I don't know how much we'd have to get Shannon to drink to be down with it, but like I would be down with it. 
I would too. That would be pretty fantastic, <laughs> dude. I'd be all about it. Uh, side note, and this, this is one I, I saved for Shannon. This is random, but I, I was closing out tabs. There's no way I could uh, I could get to this podcast without mentioning uh, this for you, MacGuffin. This is the headline. Uh, man okay. uses flamethrower on spiders. It goes about as well as you would expect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that one as well, dude. I was like, it, as much as I don't, dude. I, Kill it with fire. I, you about, I don't even think I mentioned this on the podcast about what happened to me this summer. <laughs> I had a wolf spider this summer that... I happened to see in my uh, kid's playroom. And my cousin came up from Kentucky. She was the nanny for my kids this summer. Got them to swim practice and all that. And she was like, holy shit, there's this huge spider in here. Right. So I go in there, I grab a shoe, and I kill it. And I'm like, oh, are there ants in here? (laughs) Oh yeah, you yeah. Those things you just try to get them outside. You don't you don't squish those things. And it <laughs> happened to be a mother carrying all these baby freaking spiders. <laughs> and when you kill them, guess what happens? Yeah, they all come. Oh my god, Shannon. Like all these like little baby spiders, and I'm like trying to beat the shit out of every single. (laughs) 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 And I'm like chasing, chasing them all over the freaking house. I'm like, just die, 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 die. That's you know, like yeah, no, I'm I'm a horrible person, but Uh, well. Whatever, it's my house. Get get the f out of my house, spiders. Yeah, you tell them. Unless you're gonna kill some bugs for me. I like spiders for the most part, but at, at some point you're like, nah, man, get out of my house, bro. Like, I mean, but like, I mean, this spider was, dude, this was as big as my kid's knuckle. I mean, this was a huge spider, and I'm like, get get the hell out of here. It's like, <laughs> no, no, we, no. we we have this. Not in my house. N- not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fair, fair, but, fair point, yeah, I, I would be the person who would go, like, full flame on the spider, dude. <laughs> you went fighter, bro. Well, if you had the flamethrower, you would you would have gone lighter, but, you know. Anyways, lighter, fighter. You would have gone lighter. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <coughs> puff, puff, puff. bro. <laughs> Puff, puff, pass. <laughs> <clears throat> but I love this. It says, um, according to the Tucson Fire Department, they suspect that his plan didn't go quite as well as he thought. Instead of standing over there cooking corpses and laughing like a maniac, the propane flamethrower he used appears to have set the entire area ablaze. The conflagration was so mighty that it took 23 firefighters to extinguish it. Although some of the mobile homes, of course it's a mobile home, although some of the mobile homes still stands, it was immediately clear that it was beyond salvation. <laughs> of course. Of course. I can see now. Did I get him? <laughs> yeah, you got him, all right. Yeah. Hey, so, did I get that spider? What do you mean the house so far? Yeah, oh, that's, that's just a mess. Uh, yeah, come on, dude. 
<laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, that was Circle of Life. That Yeah, that was a Circle of Life, all right. Ending with a bunch of flames. Way to go. By the anyway. way, before we go on, yeah. I do I do want to give a, a little shout-out to my daughter, Katie. Yeah. Uh, she was selected by her coach to participate in a 500-meter freestyle swim tomorrow night. Good on her. For her team in yeah. her swim meet this yeah. weekend. So I do want to wish her the best of luck for that because that's the first time Dude. she's ever been selected to do that. It's actually a huge deal to be selected to do something 500 meters or above for your team. Good. And at the age of nine, I do give her credit. So, <laughs> Katie, good luck tomorrow. I want you to break out some Hulk Hogan theme music for her, man. <laughs> Getting ready for that swim meet, bro. <laughs> Katie, we're going to hulk up. <laughs> 500 meters, baby. Let's go. Tear the shirt. We're going to start hulking up. <laughs> it's got to be better than, than Phelps versus Shark. That's all I know. That's all I know. <laughs> You know what else is better than Phelps versus Shark is fake clay, t- fake clay Thompson. Have you guys seen that? This dude, I see that yes, dude, that YouTube star, Big Dawes TV man, he for real looks like he could be like that dude's yeah. brother. He it's, does look like he could be Clay Thompson. It's crazy. That's it's crazy. Scary crazy. Yeah, I mean he, he he's like a little like the, the lookalike guy is probably a, a, a smidge chubby for the NBA. But I think, like, on a casual glance, you'd have to do a double take. Fake Clay, man. Well done. I don't know how tall the actual, you know, I mean, Clay Thompson's 6'7". I don't know how tall fake Clay is, but you throw a uni on the dude. 6'7", dude. He could snooker a couple of people, man. Uh, by the way, uh, unfortunately, we we referenced it at the beginning of the podcast, I think. But uh, Gordon Hayward, man, I hope you heal up, bro. That's a That's a tough injury. Maybe that was pre-podcast. That was tough. That was ugly. Out of curiosity, who <laughs> who's the who's the who's the brew representative that that likes to watch a replay of injuries? I I will watch it. Is it just me? You'll watch I, it. I, I usually watch them. I, yeah. I watched it, dude. I was I was actually driving home from a practice when I heard the radio announcer talk about the injury, and I was like, "All right, let me go to Twitter to find out what happened." and Oh, my oh. God. It was so gruesome. Look, this article has a tweet from Jeremy Lin that said, Wow, that's horrific. Feel offered for, awful for Hayward. And then Lin ends up with a knee injury. Oh, Lin. Lin oh, well, look. Lin's injury was bad. but and, and the difference was is you could see um, Hayward's injury. Oh. Lin's injury, he knew he was done. Yeah, I think he said that. I'm done. He, yeah. he he started crying as soon as he like felt the pain. Like yeah. he he was like, "I'm done." Yeah. Now the re of that Hayward injury was, that, that was gross. I mean, both both ways it's tough. Yeah. Don't don't get it wrong. Uh-oh. Like I feel bad for, for look. Both guys. Anytime you see somebody's foot flopping around, oh, that's man. that's it's a bad day. Bad day. I mean, there was one replay I shared on the the Twitter feed yeah. that was just of the Cavaliers bench. And it's just as you imagine, like everyone just like covering their eyes or just like, oh, yeah, like just you just you just feel so bad for Hayward. 
Like, the entire crowd just knew. Even if you were the biggest a-hole Cavalier fan, you still felt bad for Hayward. It was brutal. So, as far as injuries, I, I don't... I don't want to like minimize the NBA stuff because it, it's all. I feel bad for Hayward, man. That sucks to it finally sucks. get reunited with his like college coach, man. Was he five years in the league? Um, I think. I think you know, unless you're a Celtics hater, you're at least intrigued by what the Celtics could be. You know what I mean? And so I, I, I really wanted to see how that played out. So that that's a shame. That, that that's a big shame. But um, speaking of injuries, we've had a lot in the NFL. Obviously, some significant ones to start out the NBA season. But this I thought was like super rando. Because we talk about the Madden curse. Yeah, and there used to be an SI cover jinx. And I don't know if right. we're, we're now moving to the SI cover curse. But in their NFL preview issue, they had four covers. Number one, David Johnson. Hurt. Number two, J.J. Watt. Hurt. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Hurt. Number four, oh, Beckham. Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady. Yeah, now he's also on the cover of Madden, so you know maybe maybe two curses cancel out. I'm not sure, but uh, the <laughs> yikes! Yeah, so far so good for Brady. I yeah. mean, even though his offensive line stinks, but uh, Brady has survived, quote unquote, so far. Yeah, so far, so far. Well, I mean, there's always injuries in the NFL. There's always that war of attrition kind of you know standpoint, but. Oh, man, it's just it's tough when you have a couple of big dog injuries, man. Big you know star players. So yeah, I hate to see anybody get hurt. You know it's a reality with sports. People are gonna have injuries, particularly in NFL. There's just some ugliness there. But um, I don't know. Hopefully everybody, everybody can get back and, and get right and, and get back on the field. We'll see how that pans out. Um, a couple of things as we start winding down the episode. Obviously, we talked. We mentioned the California fires the other week, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a. Um, a kid in uh, Northern California, nine-year-old kid, uh, Lauren Jade Smith, and uh, you know he his home burned down, and he lost his Oakland A's memorabilia collection. So he wrote a letter oh, to the A's man. organization. And he talked about what he had lost in the fire, and how he played baseball in his backyard, and how much he loves the A's, and he wants to be a, a you know baseball player. And you know he talked about when his house burned down, he lost his baseball card collection, seventeen jerseys, ten hats. Um, he had a baseball that was signed by Ricky Henderson and, you know, a couple of different things. He's nine years old. And so, uh, you know, he, he said, you know, I, I had all the stuff that all burned up. I'm I'm sad. I know you're not all together, but I hope, you know, I hope to get this. I'm talking about the A's. And so um, the A's actually reached out, man. A's president Dave uh, Caval said the team would reach out to Lauren's family and, and work to replace the lost memorabilia. That That's... Which I thought was awesome. really cool. Yeah, I thought it was really cool, man. Dude, dude. I thought it was really cool. That that's what makes sports for me like the just my escape from reality. Mm-hmm. Like that they they like to to most people it'd be like yo 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 whatever it's just stuff. But like, would it really mean something to somebody? And they reach out, and the team's like, okay, we will help you out. Yeah, it just makes it all worth it. Yeah. It truly does. Yeah, those are nice. You know, there's always with whether it's celebrities or sports, athletes, etc. There's always these opportunity spaces to do something for your community, and, and we certainly glossed up JJ Watt and fundraising for, you know, the <laughs> aftermath of of the Houston, 
you know, devastation with the flooding and the hurricanes. And, you know, you like to see that kind of stuff. Deshaun Watson. By the way, Deshaun Watson, man, kudos for the throwback Warren Moon jersey. That was pretty sweet. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, pro- props to you for that one. But, you know, it's nice when you see these kind of human interest stories. You know, we spend so much time talking about, oh, stadiums and public funding and this thing and yelling about this, blah, 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 that occasionally you have these real, these feel good kind of moments and these feel good stories. And I think particularly with kids, I mean, you know, not that I don't have empathy for an adult that goes through whatever, but I think with kids in particular, there's something special about reaching out and trying to, you know, do stuff for the young fans and and, and the kids because the, there's that there's there's that essence of the game, you know what I mean? That kids have that spirit of the game. That there's a certain purity and naivety, really. I mean, to be quite honest, but uh, and I think it's important to cultivate that and protect that uh, for children. Uh, and uh, look, man, life's hard, dude. The world's kind of, the world's kind of cruel, <laughs> you it know. Is. And and yeah. I think I think that you know, kids in particular with sports are are the reminder every once in a while of what you know a pure game can be. And so you want to embrace that. So I'm happy to see that. Since we're talking about injuries, I didn't want to forget about this as we as we went on the podcast. <laughs> we talked about the SI jinx and the Madden curse. Uh, I didn't realize that there was a Ryan Fitzpatrick curse. Have you guys seen this? <laughs> so Ryan Fitzpatrick, of course, signed with Tampa Bay uh, this offseason to back up Jameis Winston. And uh, <laughs> the Bucks are the seventh team that uh, <laughs> Fitzpatrick is signed with. Each time he is signed thinking he'd be the backup, he's gotten the chance to play and be the starter because the starter's gotten hurt. <laughs> How random is that? I, so Winston, look, dude, as long as like New Orleans, Green Bay, and New England don't sign him, I think they're okay. So <laughs> with <laughs> with Winston, when Winston you know got hurt and left the Bucks Cardinals game with a shoulder injury. Uh, the Fitzpatrick curse was alive and well. So 2005, we're going to go back here. Um, Mark Bolger was, God, that's a name you haven't heard in a while. Mark Bolger was placed on injured reserve in week 11. Jamie Martin was hurt in week 12. Fitzpatrick ended up starting. In 2007, Carson Palmer got hurt in week 5. And Fitzpatrick ended up starting this for the Bengals. 2009, for the Bills, Trent Edwards gets benched in week 10. Here comes Fitz. 2013, Jake Locker gets hurt in week four. Here comes Fitz. 2014, Fitz gets benched. This is with the Texans. Fitz gets benched. Mallet gets hurt in week 12. And uh, Case Keenum finishes the season. But you, get, you got that one. You got 2015 with the Jets. Geno Smith gets his jaw broken. And Fitzpatrick mm. is named the starter. So, like, Fitz is this very unusual oddball journey. In the NFL, so uh, Jameis, try to get better, bro. <laughs> Just try to get better, man. Seriously, I don't think any of the better. Bucks fans are like we can't. We can't wait to go see, uh, <laughs> you know, Fitz, Fitzpatrick play, bro. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, by the way, um, side note, Shannon, interesting opportunity space for the uh, Colts. Uh, you got Brissett playing pretty well. Uh, this whole random stuff with Andrew Luck. And then they're looking like they're going to suck pretty good. So you've got a potentially high draft pick, uh, Jacoby Brissett, looking you know pretty solid, and that if nothing else is tradable for assets. And then the Andrew Luck question: So, a at what point do they shut down Luck, like legitimately shut him down? And b is there any temptation? Because you're going to see people float the float this out there. Is there any temptation 
to trade luck or do you think they just <laughs> any temptation i don't i don't i don't think it would happen <laughs> any temptation to trade him or do you think it's moved you know Brissett and it's moved down in the draft and just stockpile picks i mean what a weird what a weird outcome right it what is a weird, weird outcome um and, and i can answer all of those questions I've actually thought this out a lot of different ways. Okay. The reali- most realistic way is to let him sit the entire year, let us compile a bad record, let us get a good draft pick or or draft picks, and just go from there with Brissett. Yeah. I did have a thought in the offseason that if we traded him during the draft to just bringing Kyle and Kaepernick, and just let him just run the team for a year mm-hmm. and get a good draft pick and go from there. Hmm. Obviously, they traded for Brissett. Yeah. Who, you know, skill-wise had, is about the same as Kaepernick. And they just gave up. I think it was just Dorsett. I think it was just straight-up Dorsett oh, for uh, Brissett. So peanuts. Peanuts um, for that guy. It's, it's kind of a slap in the face of Grick of the uh, Ryan Grigson era. Well, um, you know, cause new England <laughs> drafted the defensive tackle. I thought the Colts should have drafted, right? Remember that podcast? I do. I remember that one. You were salty about it. I was very salty about it. And, uh, what, you know, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I was like, Thank you, Chris Farley. <laughs> Just saying. But that was Gregson's attitude as GM. <laughs> exactly. I was like, dude, like we need linemen, either defensive line or offensive line, in these Gregson. early rounds Gregson. to pro- either help luck look, or protect him. Look, Gregson. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> Do you fuck that up? Pretty easy, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Anyway. But seriously, like... <laughs> but that that was my thing. Like, you get Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Like, the first thing... Like, either you give him weapons or you protect them. Either draft. First draft, you get him weapons. Or... If you protect them the first draft, then you get weapons the next draft. Vice versa. Weapons first draft, protection second draft. And, like, he never did that. Yeah. Ever did that. And, and that was a problem. And, like, the, the the very last draft that Grigson ever did, well, I think he drafted four linemen. And someone did, like, the total number. Mm-hmm. It was like your six or seven total linemen during his four years. Not enough, and like and like four were the last draft. It was like, dude, what are you thinking? So bad, like, come on, dude. <clears throat> and let's be honest. Nowadays, it seems like wide receivers are a dime a dozen in the draft. You can get a you can get a guy in the fifth and or sixth round that could turn into a superstar. I mean, look at Antonio Brown. I mean, there well, you go. Well, that's the sure, thing. Like, but... quarterbacks can turn receivers into superstars. You just have to protect them. Like, Peyton Manning made Pierre Garçon into a star. But 
Pierre Garçon learned while he was becoming a star what to do, then he became actually a really good receiver. Yeah, I I still think Garçon is legit. He had he had a little case of the dropsies I think early in his career, but I think at this exact. point, yeah, I think at this point Garçon's legit. When you have those quarterbacks that help you get that confidence, then you become a better receiver. So what's the best outcome here? What's the best outcome? Luck, shut down uh, Luck. He gets healthy. You bring him back next year. Don't mess with him. I mean, don't let him play this year. Ride I, it out. Flip Brissett and and flip and trade down. Is that is that your best outcome? The best outcome is is Luck doesn't play it down this year. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, happens. And if you don't get good enough assets for Brissett that you think are good enough, you hold on to him, like. You don't just give him up for like a third or fourth round pick. Well, they, I mean, they stole him. I mean, they, 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 you know what I mean. At the end of the day, when we look back on what they paid to get him, they stole him. My gosh, Cleveland should be giving a first or second round pick for Brissett at dude, this point, dude. Bruh, they wouldn't draft Johnny Manziel for sure. But, it, Look, Brissett, for just coming over right before the season started and just having to learn the playbook on the fly, has performed admirably. Oh, oh, absolutely. You give a guy an offseason, like, if you're not getting at least a second-round pick for that dude, you don't trade him. You just don't. Now, I don't know what is – yeah, I don't don't know what – he's on his rookie deal, but I don't know what's left on his contract. But, I mean, look – Here's the thing about uh, Brissett. That that's a. <laughs> it sounds weird to to say this at this point, but he's like a Parcells guy. He actually had, he, he actually like legitimately is a Parcell. He has a relationship with Bill Parcells. He's like a legit Parcells guy. You know, it's crazy. That's crazy. But he Brissett is like a foot like when we talk about foot. There's like football players that are like football players. You know what I mean? As far as preparation, love the game, blah blah blah. He's one of those guys. Okay, he's one of those guys. You know, he's soaked up what he got from Brady. He has a good relationship with Bill Parcells. He's going to be a good, good teammate. And uh, who knows what his career, as far as a quarterback, is going to be. But I, I would almost bet you anything that he's going to be that he's going to end up being the kind of guy that you want on your team. He's a he's a good teammate, good contributor, can come in and play. What he ends up being as a quarterback is is in part up to him. His talent, his preparation, his whatever. But it sounds like when you read about this guy that he puts in the work, he puts in the time, he loves the game, you know, he picks people's brains and he, he wants to, you know what I mean? Like he wants to be, he wants to, to move up to the next level. He's not just playing to do it, uh, that he has a love for the game and a passion for it. And that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal because you can take somebody that maybe doesn't have all the measurables or all, all of this or all of that, but they have the intangibles. And they bring something to the table, and maybe that's what we're seeing with Brissett. Although he's got some good physical measurables too, but um, you, you can't always account for. Let's just go heart, heart and passion right. for the game, and that separates people out because you can have people that are super talented but don't have the heart, don't have the passion, don't have the commitment, and you can get away with that in college. It's really hard to get away with that in the NFL unless you are just super gifted, and particularly a quarterback. It, it, you know what I mean? That's the that's like one position. Good luck being successful, unless you're really into it. You know what I mean? 
yeah. really into it. So, anywho, we'll see what they do. I'm kind of curious. And I, I do hope luck ends up being okay. I at do, man. Point, I do, but, I mean. At this point, I'm, I'm wondering, do we break out the uh, Undertaker music for Adrian Peterson? By the way, kudos to AP for, for going to the freaking Cardinals and actually resurrecting his career. Maybe it was Holy a, cow, dude. Maybe it was a one-game blip. 26 rushes, 134 yards, two touchdowns for the Cardinals in that game uh, as they whooped up on the Bucs, man, 38-33. Keep in mind, again, 26, 134, two touchdowns. With the Saints, he had 81 yards total. Oh, speaking of fun stats, I don't want to forget about this. Uh, Texans, beat, uh, Texans beat the Browns. He had fun D stats. Texans beat the Browns, right? Deshaun Watson, by the way, tied an NFL record for the most touchdown passes through his first six career games. Yep, with, Kurt with, Warner and Mark Rippon. Well, you spoiled that one. I was going to say 15. Um, I was going to see if anybody could guess the other guys. But, yeah, Watson, Sorry. Kurt Warner, and Mark Rippon with 15. Mark Bulger with 14. And Marino and Mariota with 13 apiece. That's crazy. Uh, dude. Also a fun factoid, Will Fuller of the Texans has eight catches this season, right? Five are for touchdowns. <laughs> That's like video game numbers. Yeah. Like what? That would be back in the day when uh, D-Stat was playing in those whatever rotisserie rando leagues where it was like <laughs> your average or your whatever. He would love Will Fuller. <laughs> May not do a lot, but every time he gets it, it's like a touchdown. By the way, uh, side note, the Chiefs, I can't believe that the Chiefs have lost two games in a row. And the Steelers, God bless, it's like the Steelers have their number, by the way. Uh, the Thursday night game with the Raiders was bananas, but it's pretty significant for them to drop two in a row. Pretty significant. It is. And the, the dude who got back from his honeymoon, I, I better rip cord out because uh, I do have to get myself to uh, – Work early in the morning. Um, I got and, and I, I got to be up in like three hours, man. Cry me a river. I recognize I recognize this, but but I'm falling asleep. So, uh, um, but hey, it's excellent to be back. Excellent to be back on the podcast. Yeah, um, y'all represent strong. It's and, all good. Uh, we're 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 in wrap up o'clock anyway. Um, but come on, you can't tell me you didn't love Antonio Brown grabbing that ball out of the air off the deflection, oh, off the tip for that 51 yard touchdown. Uh -oh. I, don't, I don't understand. I get they get knocked away, but it was great. I mean, ridiculous, ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. Wow. Look, Mark's got some other honeymoon business to finish, man. I got some sleep. Great ass! <laughs> Tell me how my ass tastes. I could not fit one more thing inside of me. All right, go get to work, D-Stat. You did say something about balls. There it is. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. It's all right, brother. It's all right, brother Mark. All right, y'all. this draw. <laughs> Go for it. All right. Salute you. Peace out, brothers. See <laughs> you, bro. All right. All right. Good night, Mark. Good night. <laughs> Mark anyway. needs to rejuvenate. Yeah, he needs to rejuvenate. All right. <laughs> well, I was violated sexually, and that man is going to pay. Whoa! <laughs> Easy there, Peter Griffin. <laughs> anyway, boy, from that last line of commentary. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I sure would. Woo. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. 
that go? <laughs> Let what go? Oh, Dude, sports free needs to shake that one off. Goodness oh, gracious. Oh, my Lord. Shannon, this is for you. Anyway, all right. No, we're going to wrap up a clock. We need to get the hell out of here. We lost Mark. We lost Whitfield at the end of the first segment because he's a puss. Mark, Mark troopered out for a little bit. And we're just meandering. We're trying to like replicate the uh, quad ending, man. It's not necessary. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to happen. It, no, it's not. By the way, I, Shannon, this one's for you. I love this. Uh, Rockets coach Mike D'Antoni on Draymond Green's comment about Houston's defense. He said, somebody said we don't take it seriously on defense. Well, obviously... They don't take it seriously either. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fantastic, man. I laughed. I laughed so hard. But uh, anyway, look, man, uh, as we wrap up and get the hell out of here, I'm glad we could catch up. It's been fun. Go Yankees. I don't know what the hell to expect out of the Dodgers. We'll see. They're just crushing crushed and I was disappointed I thought I thought the Cubs would do a little bit more than that but uh that's life and uh I don't know I, I guess I guess you have hey, any, you have just any... remember what happened last year the Cubs actually won last year yeah, so. yeah that's right that's the shirt <laughs> look forward to last year or whatever it was there's always last year guys <laughs> the last year there's always last year man there's always last year <laughs> yeah and as we polish our drinks I guess uh, well Randy, since you're alcoholist, there's always last beer. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's all good. But anyway, yeah, we should probably get out. Uh, Shannon, any college notes to speak of? Or you just want to Dude, record out and wrap I, up and be done? What the hell of a weekend last weekend? Uh, you just had, uh, was it, four top ten teams losing. Uh, you got Washington, Clemson, Washington State, Auburn losing last weekend. And Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State just mm-hmm. rolling to victories. You know, that's that's something to look forward to come November. Yeah. Uh, once the um, <coughs> actual BCS rankings come out, those three teams, especially the Georgia-Alabama ranking, because yeah. if those two happen to end up in Atlanta unbeaten in the SEC championship and it's close. The loser of that game may end up still staying in the college playoff. They might. So obviously listen, we're just mid to late October. Just spitballing, just spitballing, man. Nothing set in stone yet. And for one time in the six or seven weeks, I did call it a underdog weekend. Uh, I did have a good weekend on the bets. Yeah. Uh, I think there will be a few underdogs this weekend, not as many as last weekend. But look for Alabama and Penn State and Georgia to keep rolling till we get to November. Um, I do believe Penn State and Ohio State will meet up, and I think that's going to be a huge, huge, huge matchup coming up in the next few weeks. This weekend, it's Penn State at Michigan. I expect Penn State to roll. Alabama has Tennessee. I expect Alabama to roll. Yeah, There shouldn't be any issues there. Nick Saban 
at this point in time has to be considered the absolute best uh, college coach of all time. Well, I mean, and he's, he's just, still fleshing out his resume, man. He's not even done yet, dude. He's, he's not, not even, done, even yet. done yet, but you you just can't even deny it at this point that yeah. he's the best college football coach of all time. By the way, random yeah. side note, yeah. hoorah being an RVA, because I think uh, UVA is actually going to be bowl eligible this year. Good job, guys. Good job. Yes. Kudos, Bronco Mendenhall. Good work. Good work. Boston, uh hosting uh, Boston College this weekend, who actually broke their, uh, gosh, I want to say they won their first uh, uh, conference game since 2014 uh, versus Louisville, of all teams, 45-42. That was the right score. Louisville <laughs> was trying to drive at the end of the game, and then they fumbled. Boston College recovered kicked the field goal at the end of the game and uh Boston College won their first uh conference game since November of 2014 which is crazy if you think of how good of a uh, team got Boston College has been over the years uh, especially if you remember from like like there was a team that ruined Notre Dame in 93 like like that's like one of the most famous Boston College teams, if you remember. Dude, go BC. <laughs> Woo. Sorry, but, man. Uh, the the irony there is is Lamar Jackson had over five hundred yards of offense in that game. Look, bro. I I feel like that's the uh how do you F that up? A soundbite I seen to Justin. Hey, look, man, I'm just saying, man. Weeks. You know, they they needed to be able to go deep like Rick Pitino in that uh, Italian restaurant, bro. <laughs> <laughs> As they used to say at Virginia Tech back in the day, man, stick it in, stick it in. <laughs> Couldn't get enough of that done. And I, you know, uh, just, just not 15 seconds, right? Uh, just not not the 15 seconds. <laughs> there you go. There you Bye. go. Shoot. Anyway. Shannon, since you were talking about uh, underdogs for this weekend, what do you think the chances are Syracuse makes it two in a row for knocking off top ten teams since they're playing Miami? I, first of all, love that it's, I think it was either 15 or 17 that are getting. I, I sent Mark the uh, number earlier, which was, I want to say, at, at a minimum 15. Absolutely, Syracuse is going to cover that spread. Like, there is no doubt in my mind that Syracuse will cover that spread. It's uh, 17 right now. It's oh, my Lord. All right, so and Sy- I believe that's why I told Mark. Like, I'm like, Mark, Syracuse will cover this 17. <laughs> <laughs> Went outright. Miami just seems one of these teams of destiny. Like, the last, like, three or four weeks, like, they got this last second touchdown of the Florida State. The impossible fourth and ten against Georgia Tech. Oh, and that rainy slop fest. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> I think they're a team of destiny at this point. I think Miami wins the game. But Syracuse just covers that spread. That, that, that spread is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. But... 
I think it's a closer game than than what the line says. <laughs> so as we wrap up, we, we probably need to get out of here. Shannon, you sound like you're tanked. Um, as we <laughs> as we get <laughs> as we as we get out of here, man, I wanted to, to throw this out there. I'm going to dedicate this one to Whitfield. Uh, Whitfield and his stanky feet. <laughs> I, I I love this man. This was a post on Facebook. It said, "My flight attendant mom got this napkin from an upset passenger." <laughs> Handwritten note on the napkin. I don't know if you can make an announcement, but if you can, you should say that whoever is farting in the area of rows ten to twelve should definitely see a doctor, because they might have ass cancer. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> because God bless, clearly that person was willing to let it go. <laughs> and on that note, gentlemen, I think it is our time. <laughs> did, did they dream a dream that they would not have anybody smell that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> I dreamed a dream that I totally hot boxed everybody on an airplane. <laughs> I dutched up I dutched up in a seven fifty seven, brother. <laughs> Dude, when you're in a, if you're in an airplane and somebody cranks that up, you can't shake it off, you can't break free, you can't turn back time, you got nothing. You got nothing, brother. You're stuck. You're stuck in a tube of stank, man. Tube of stank. Forget hooba stank. That's a tube of stank. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's it. That's you awesome. Know what? <laughs> I got you will always get over 200 yards rushing as a quarterback for Arizona. <laughs> I that love, dude. I love what Shannon sounds like when he drinks this much. It's so great. <laughs> I'm so hammered. I know it's so ridiculous. It's fantastic, dude. I love you, guy, man. It's it's good times. Anyway, look, don't bring me down, buddy. All of you, man, from all of us, all of you, man. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the college football, the pro football, and I don't know, Lindy. Enjoyed. I, th- I feel like I've seen 500 freaking Tesla posts for, about your car and your charger. I hope you get it. It's delivered. You charge it up and you drive all over the place. Drive down to Richmond. You know what? Let's drive hang out. down to RBA and let's hang out, dude. Yeah, there you go. Come down to the River City. They got some charging stations they're putting in. Hell Do yeah, it. Dude. It'll be He's great. It'll be great. Anyway, from all of we us. We got lots all, of breweries, too. We do have lots of breweries. From all of us, all of you, have a great weekend. Enjoy the, enjoy the sports, whether it's NBA, MLB, NHL, or the NFL, man. Enjoy it. From all of us to all of you, have a great time. We will catch you on the flip side. Because, brother, it is time to bounce. Yeah. I know. Thirsty Thursdays, dude. It gets away from us. And all of a sudden, it's 2.40 in the morning. I always tell myself, I'm not going to stay up that late. And here we Lo and behold, here the hell we are. (laughs) Like always. What are you going to do? Oh, anyway, Mark had the ripcord out. Matt passed out, probably with his Al Bundy hand on his nuts, uh, you know, an hour ago. And here we are. But anyway, we'll catch you on the flip side next week. You did what? We persevered, man. We did it. We did.
We did. Good job, dude. Because like Andrew WK, we party hard, baby. So from the Sports Brew, all of us, all of you, man, live it up, enjoy it, have a good time, man. We'll catch you on the flip side. And peace out. Cheers. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. That's right. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note that's tomorrow and that is it for us today i'm bill o'reilly thanks again for watching we'll leave you with sting and a cut off his new album take it away <laughs> yeah we will and on that note good night now <laughs> <laughs>